Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend Nat. Ross uh, is on call this week. And what the heck did that just do? Sorry, it messed up my... Hold on, I gotta work, work with me here. Come on now. Oh, the stupid thing just messed everything up. I'm fixing it. Stream stuff, nothing broken on your guy's end. You won't notice anything was wrong in the video because Tony takes care of that stuff. But uh, for the stream, are we pointing at the at Domino? Domo, yeah. Domo, I don't remember his name. Domo Chan. Domo Chan, thank you. I don't I don't. Domo Swan. I don't actually remember what it's from. It's just a thing in Japan. Like it's oh, like okay. a mascot but it's not from it has its own like show and stuff yeah i thought it was in like a game or something but that could just be me making it up it might also be in a game but it's it's a mascot it was like a toy like a like a teddy bear that also has its own show and everything at least from my knowledge i could be wrong somebody could pop up with the domo lore from the past 30 years that i don't know about but well, for now, Welcome you're our resident guy. Domo expert, so I I will take everything you say as science fact. <laughs> he didn't like that. For those for those listening on the audio version, uh, Domo just jumped. <laughs> Knew we were talking about it. Uh, but yeah, Ross is on call this week, so just a two-man show, but uh, we're going to make the most of it, as we you know always do. How you doing today, Nat? Chilling. You know, taking it easy. I was playing Minecraft, waiting, looking at the Discord on my other screen, waiting for people to join, and I didn't realize nobody else was joining, and my phone was dead, so I didn't get the text that Chris said, you know, ready when you are, so... I was needlessly waiting for no reason. I've been here for two hours <laughs> just sitting here. <laughs> I was here when you joined the Discord server and I seen you. I was like, oh, he'll let me know when we're ready to go. Well, see, that's the thing is I joined the <laughs> podcast channel because I'm like, if he sees me in here by myself, he knows I'm not recording. So he'll probably just join. And then we it both said you were streaming. So I thought you were playing Destiny. I was like, oh, he'll let me know when he's done playing Destiny. No, I was playing Destiny until you got it so we could do I was playing Minecraft until you told me you're ready to play and you're ready to record the podcast. So I was just sitting here. We were both sitting here assuming the other person would figure out what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we are. We made it. We're finally out here recording. Um, other than uh, Minecraft, you've been playing anything fun this week, Nat? uh 2k played some of that right uh this is not a good game at all uh <laughs> what else have i been playing some divinity and as, i played uh, i played some astros playroom have i played anything else i don't think so actually feel like I played one more thing, but I can't seem to figure out what that was, so I'm just going to assume that I didn't play anything else. Fair enough. Uh, I have actually played uh, quite a few things mm -hmm. uh, this week. Uh, I also partook in the Divinity. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but more importantly, I played a couple of new-ish games this week. Uh, just today, I played this game. It's it's on Steam now. 
It's called Adios. Um, it's like a, a narrative adventure game uh, about a, a pig farmer who disposes of bodies for the mob. And your friend and mob contact shows up one day for a drop and you just tell him I'm out. And it sounded like a really cool premise. And I was like really excited to kind of see that through because the guy's like, you can't just leave. Why would you want to leave? Why would you give this up? You know? And Mm -hmm. so he follows you around for like a day on the farm, kind of seeing what you do. And he's trying to talk you into staying because like Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to have to kill you because that's the only way out. And your character knows that. And the guy knows that, and he just doesn't want to have to kill you. It was interesting. The issue is twofold. One, that game has no mouse sensitivity settings, and it's too much. It's way too sensitive. It just felt really weird. Uh, The other thing is I found a game-breaking bug um, right off the rip, like pretty early, like in my first half hour. It's like an hour and a half to two-hour game. In my first half hour... The NPC got stuck, and once he got stuck, my controls stopped working properly. So, like, Mm. sometimes pressing forward would move me backwards, but then if I changed the camera, it would move me forward. But then if I pressed left or right, they wouldn't move. But then if I pressed forward, I would move to the left. So that game seems cool, also seems very bugged. So Mm -hmm. maybe... You know, it got a lot of great reviews. It was overwhelmingly positive. So I was like, you know, hey, or it was very positive. One of the two was very highly rated by the community. So I was like, hey, I like these types of games. Let me check this out. And it just did not work out for me. Uh, And then I ended up like looking up the ending on YouTube and it was kind of a letdown. (laughs) You know, that's a me problem. But. um, Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Can't change that now. But it, it was just weird that I had that bug, that specific bug and kind of how it how it ended up working. It was really weird. You know, I have nothing against the game. It was just check that out. Maybe if you're interested, I hope you don't get that bug because it was really weird and really disorienting and I didn't like it at all, um, <laughs> which is a shame. Uh, I also played. Have you heard of Loop Hero? Uh, yes, I have. I realize I did play another game, actually. Also. Okay. Do you want to go next? I also experienced the bug today while oh. we were talking about this. Uh, playing Minecraft. Minecraft Bedrock Edition is a piece of shit and doesn't run as intended. And, you know, you thought you had enough with Java, but, yeah, it just doesn't work right. I was trying to set up some, you know, simple commands. You know, I set up, like, some command blocks in the center of town, you know, help my friends who I'm getting into Minecraft, you know. You know, just cope with the Minecraft going on is very easier. So, like, one of my friends has been playing while I haven't been there a lot. The re- the other two have been playing only when, like, like the weekend when I hit him up. My other friend has really gone deep on the Minecraft, like, rabbit hole. And has been like, okay, he's been doing stuff on his own, you know, building stuff. So, I just set up a three command block buttons that just, like, you know, one set today. The other one is, like, clear rain. And there's a mystery button which was supposed to be a surprise, but it didn't work. Like, it was just supposed to give you five levels of XP, like, like once every couple hours if you press the button. But it does. It wasn't working because normally you'd be like, 
you would when you type in a command on a command block that hit a button, you would type in for levels. For example, it's like slash XP five L for levels at self. And at self is glitched in Bedrock Edition. So at S is glitched. It doesn't work for whatever reason. Hmm. Like no Seems matter what that I that do, it doesn't work. work. But it's also weird because on like in the command block prompt screen where you're doing it, they're like, hey, here's how you do this. At self is the literally the first one. At player, at R for rent, at player for person nearest, like at P for person nearest, at R for random, at whatever. And there's a bunch of those, right? And it literally says at S at the top and it doesn't work. So, you know, glitchy. Um, and like, I just can't think of why it wouldn't work. That's so weird. You'd think and, that's something they'd have fixed. And like, you know, how you pat down paths with the shovel and you get that little dirt path. That doesn't look just like dirt. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird because there's no consistency with how that behaves under fences. So walls and fences used to behave as the same entity, but for whatever reason now they don't. And fences behave different than walls, but they don't make sense. Um, well, fences make sense. Walls don't. Uh, walls clip with everything. So like if you've got grass growing Grass can't grow under a wall unless you place it as grass, but you can't pat down a path underneath a wall. It it glitches it out, and it glitched the blocks around it, which is really weird. So that was kind of annoying. Today. That you know, little little weird. things, especially when you want to do some like more detail oriented things. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Like when you want everything to like look consistent and stuff, and mm-hmm. you can't do that if it's just going to be broken. Yeah. That's been annoying. And then I did play one other game. I played Overwatch. Oh, shit. I've been thinking about that. I played with some friends, my friend Val and Pebbles. Shouts out to them. Uh, they were in a call, and I haven't, like, they're, they're, like, very much night owls. And I seen them on. I jumped in. I was like, hey, what's going on, guys? I was like, I'm not playing Overwatch. I was like, a word? So I hopped on a game with two. I got, like, three games with them. They were playing ranked. I definitely should have hopped in ranked because I haven't played that game in forever. But yeah, I was just, you know, just goofing around. Were you still playing uh, Reinhardt or? Uh, I was playing, I played Reinhardt for the first game. Then I played uh, Laser Chick. I played mostly tanks. I wanted to get a Symmetra game at the end because no, like, I guess Symmetra's falling out of the meta and I didn't think people would expect my bullshit with Symmetra. But, uh. Well, she plays completely different now, as far as I'm aware. Now, I was playing in some, uh, so like, you know, they have the. Matches take forever to match make because nobody plays that game. So they have that lobby where you could play around until they find you a proper match. Well, there's a lot of people who still play Overwatch. It's just the queue system is it's fast for certain mm-hmm. uh, for certain uh, like types. So like it's I think like DPS has like the longest wait time. Mm. The role queue, it's it's different based on your role. Mm. I know Overwatch it has that but still we, relatively popular. We uh we had three people playing and I don't think any of us was playing uh DPS. Like we like we were all playing. So my friend Val was playing support, I was playing tank, and my friend Pebbles was also playing tank. Hmm. So in theory we should have gotten to a match pretty quick, but it still took long, but I was playing Symmetra in the loading lobby or whatever. 
Oh, and like the skirmish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch is Overwatch. It was it was interesting. I kind of want to try it again, but like I kind of don't. I don't want to get sucked back into it. Mm. I'm afraid that community is way more toxic for as childish of a game as that is. And I say I don't mean childish, but like for something that's supposed to be more family friendly, that community is kind of toxic. Oh, yeah. that That's half the reason I stopped playing Overwatch got incredibly toxic. There's too Even many. Even like playing with people I knew was getting rough. Mm-hmm. It's half the reason I don't want to go back is I don't want to just I just don't want to have to like deal with that again. Personally speaking, like I'm at the age where I feel like communities definitely ruin games for me. Like and it's ruined some games I love. Some games I hate and like, you know, I was like, okay, I, I don't have to deal with this anyway. Like community is community is half the reason i don't play valorant even though i feel like i would enjoy valorant i don't think the community is very good uh apex is similar street fighter is very similar uh and uh overwatch is very similar communities i feel like take me away from those games apex being like it's an excuse because i also don't like that game but uh yeah those the rest of those games in that list, I love or feel like I would really like, but the communities are kind of bad. Yeah. Street Fighter that. specifically, because, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I've started muting people on Twitter who are, like, big in the Destiny community just because, like, you know, people I follow, like, retweet them or like their stuff. So I keep seeing a bunch of, like, these hot takes all the time, and I'm just like, I don't need this in my timeline every day. I just... I just want to play Destiny. You know, I want to enjoy the game and I don't need you on my timeline every day complaining about, you know, trials or complaining about, hey, you know, bring back sword skating and things like that. And it's just like, I don't need that. Get out of here. You know, like I'll I'll mess with the memes and stuff like that. But like most of the big content creators in Destiny, like I, I think are some of the worst people in the community because mm-hmm. they have the they have the. They have Bungie's ear, but they don't represent the community as a whole. Mm. And so that's that's the problem. And I hate that stuff. And like that, I, I'm glad that Bungie doesn't appear to just be taking everything they say as like, you know, the word of law, which is good because some communities are like that. You know, back in the day of like, you know, Starcraft and even Overwatch uh, for a while, everything got balanced to the high end, you know, to the top tier players, the smallest you know, group of people. And mm-hmm. I didn't want that for destiny. And, you know, I play with a lot of people who are like that, but like they get it, they play both sides, but like, you know, like every day somebody's talking about the crucible, you know, Oh, the crucible, mm-hmm. this, the crucible, that, Your you know, and camera it's just like, is shaking pal. Yeah, I know. I'm moving on my desk. Okay. I'm shaking it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I had my hands on my desk and I was just <laughs> moving around. No, 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 no. Now that'd be some shit though. Imagine. Um, I was I was asking us like I should be feeling it any second if it's an earthquake. <laughs> like, we don't live that far apart. No, no, nothing like that. Sorry, sorry to worry you. Um, but yeah, like I I get what you're saying with the community stuff and like it's harder now with social media, you know, because it's so easy to see like because these people get you know promoted left and right. My favorite and thing so- like that. Is I don't know if you've seen it. I feel like I shot him out every week now. But my friend Neil Gamespark 
always tweets about like so there's this one xbox fanboy kid who is literally and i'm not gonna say his name because i don't want to give him any more traffic than than he does but he's like this one guy and he's legitimately a fucking idiot like might be one of the dumbest internet personalities i've ever seen and he's just with an popular no okay starts with it's two letters it starts with a k and the second word is an s Okay. That's not ringing any bells, but that's okay. Mm. I don't need I to I can know. send it to you later. Um, I don't really need to know. But long story less long, this guy had a, had a, like, a pit boy. Like, what's the pit boy characters? What are they called? Vault boys? The vault boy. Yeah, he has a vault boy as his avatar, but the jumpsuit is, like, green and black for, like, Xbox. And pre-Bethesda pre deal, he was shit talking Bethesda like really bad. Like nobody plays their games because they had like exclusive content on PlayStation. And he was shit talking them and a bunch of other crazy shit. And just like going in, going in, right? Like, and people have screenshot these, you know, to bring up the receipts as possible, you know? And he was saying he got this because one of his fans made it for him. I guess he like also makes YouTube videos, but I don't know. I just know him for his dumb takes on Twitter. And long story less long. But that's the deal rolls out and he's like trying to, you know, praise it like it's the biggest thing from God and like all this other shit. The biggest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, people pull the receipts like, huh? I thought Bethesda games are trash. Like, I thought all this other shit because he was just. No, I never said that. No, he's just he's just on the side of Xbox. Yeah. I'm doing it injustice because like I could I could read it better. Like I could pull up the tweets and read them. But then I'm giving this guy like more shine. Yeah, I'm not no. trying to do that. I, I had that happen. I, I started following, like I, I started to kind of follow some insiders mm-hmm. a little bit. And there was this one guy, uh, pretty reputable. And mm-hmm. from, from what I was aware of. And so I started following him and every day the dude was just out there like repping the brand. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like the biggest, like he, like in between being like apparently a respected uh, insider, uh, you know, he's just, shit posting on like you know playstation tweets and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh my god it sounds like this kid like the people who do that and it's just like the brand doesn't care about you microsoft didn't buy bethesda so you could go out and you know post on every playstation post of like oh we got the elder scrolls now fuck you that's not how that works that's so stupid it's like these people these people really think they're fighting a war and it's so stupid and like they're so committed to these brands in in such a toxic way you know what's even funnier than just that this dude is always talking shit to the most amount of people about everything namely my friend neo game spark and everything but Xbox doesn't fucking give a shit about this guy. No. My friend Neil GameSpark got to press Xbox One, a Series X, and everybody he was talking shit to got to press Series X, and they didn't give it to him. They just ignored him. <laughs> so it was no, like because they don't want to support that kind of toxicity. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing Microsoft cares about, or Sony, or any of them. They don't care about the people who are out there touting the mm-hmm. brand like at a toxic level. They only care when it comes to who's there, who they're going to support. And then they look at those people and they say, okay, it can't be them. You mm-hmm. know, that's the big thing. And that's what people just, don't. It's, it's just so funny. Cause he's like, he always praises like Xbox to the moon. And I hate it from Esau. I'm just using Xbox. So this guy's like kind of out of pocket with it. 
Yeah. And he just like has the most like recorded, you know, you know, debacles and like receipts on like him going back on his own word and stuff, being very hypocritical. So it's just funny. I sent you a link to who it was so you could know who it was. Yeah. And you could just tell by the photo. Instantly. Oh, was that you texting me? Okay. Yeah, that was me who texted you. Gotcha. That makes sense now. Yeah. Now I'm just curious real quick. I'm going to look. You got to look. Yeah, I've never seen this guy. (laughs) See, these are the people who get like the followers on Twitter because they've got Mm -hmm. the hot takes. But these are exactly the kind of people that Microsoft probably has blocked. Mm -hmm. You know, like they don't want to see this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just funny. It's like, it's funny because you see this guy just like doing the most. And they just don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like he has followers, but he doesn't have like a lot at all. Like, and I, I'm, I'm talking shit because I don't have a lot of followers. But, you know, it's like, I don't know if he thought that was going to be his out. But yeah, I'm going to see if I could find a thread. Because, you know, people always love pulling up the threads on this guy whenever he goes back on his word. And I'll see if I could pull up the thread and send it to you. But, yeah, man, that type of stuff is so funny to me. It's, 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 it's like, so laughable. Like, like listen, I, everybody goes through that phase when they're young, when they're like, hey, you know, I have this console. Mm-hmm. I'm going to defend the fact that I have it, you know. But like once you're an adult, you're still doing that. You're still going out there being like, yo, PlayStation's the best, you know, like fuck Xbox. Like I had taking a lot of that these... time out of your day. That's just sad for mm-hmm. you. Like I had some of these talks in high school, but it, it was more so that you're trying to convince as many people to be on the same platform as you because you want to play with your friends. Right. <laughs> No, and that's and really that. it. That's where it comes you from. You want to be able to borrow you, games and stuff. When you carry that into in. adulthood, you're just sad. Yeah, no, that's incredibly sad. Like, that's just like, what is your life when you're just out here defending a trillion dollar company on Twitter? What do you literally gaining? gives no shit about you? Who, who, who actively dislikes you for doing what you're doing because you're going against everything that their code of conduct stands for. Mm hmm. Everything those people do, these console warriors, like today, I'm scrolling through some stuff and I see like, you know, Xbox is going to win the console war. And this is coming from like a website, you know, Mm -hmm. like an article that was written. And I'm like, you can't, you lost all your credibility when you called it a console war. Yeah. I mean, it's not a war. I even understand that more because it's like, that's more, you know, preying on like the consumer and the clickbaity stuff. The guys on Twitter are literally doing it for nothing. They're not no, even that's monetizing it. That's literally doing it to draw mm-hmm. in like the PlayStation fans who are going to get mm-hmm. angry, who are going to click on this thing, click on the site and comment that are going to leave mm-hmm. the hate because that's traffic to them. You know, they're yeah. going to spread it among their circles. I'm saying, I could, I, could even, site. I could even get that more than I can get the guys on Twitter. The guys on Twitter aren't doing like Yo, they're, they're both not, stupid. No, I'm saying they are, but I'm saying I the know, guys yeah. on Twitter no, are so like, like just another level of stupid that I can't fathom. Because even stupid. at least the website, the reason for doing it is the traffic. That's the incentive. The incentive on Twitter, like you get traffic, but it's not good traffic. You get legitimately ten to one people who think you're you're idiot to one person is like, 
yo, I, I love Xbox. You know what I mean? And literally of those like of those people is maybe like a few people who are on like on your bullshit, but for the most part, never. It's always like I found the links right now. I'm gonna send it to you. It's a thread. Oh God. Are you texting again? Yes, I am going to text it to you. But yeah, it's a it's a so, really funny thread. Anybody who listens to this podcast, don't don't be like that. Don't don't <laughs> be a little console warrior. You're not proving anything to anyone. Nobody's like impressed. It's it, nobody's impressed by this. So these are all from 2018. I mostly avoid Bethesda games. Fallout 76 and Bethesda are trash. And like there was more. I think he started blocking them. Oh, damn. Because this thread was longer. Apparently he deleted the tweets too. Yeah. It's just, it's so stupid. It's just like. Oh, here we go. Here, Here's another one, which is funny. Because people are going in on this guy. Here, there you go. There you go, pal. Let's see this. This plays really well on the. Yeah, that's my bet. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Bethesda, Bethesda sucks. Why do people still buy their trash games from November 15th? <laughs> that's not trying to read them. Yeah, it's. Yo, this dude's an idiot. I don't even want to look at his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like this is just this this is just the stupid, the dumbest kind of toxicity. It's just like mm-hmm. defending something that like you literally have no stake in, other than to be like, like because you're using it to define you, and that's just so sad that your Xbox defines who you are. Mm-hmm. It's how, even more how sad. Sad is that? Like as a kid, I can understand, but it's even more sad. When you're a grown ass fucking man, <laughs> like you're a grown ass fucking adult doing this. Yeah. Like, you know, you like, you know, I, I'm sitting here playing with my hair. The video is just going to be like, he just doesn't stop fidgeting. I'm surprised <laughs> I can't get it to I, my hair is too fucking long for, for what I'm used to. My hair tries to curl when it gets so long. And so like, it's, it's awful. I hate it. I need to get it cut. Anybody watching the video, I'm just waiting for them to be like, why does he fidget so damn much? He just keeps touching his face and his hair. What is he doing? Also, just a quick <laughs> scroll on his on his Twitter. You could see him super hype about the Bethesda acquisition and talking about it like it's the best thing ever. But it was like, yo, three years ago, this was legitimately the exact opposite of what you were saying. And I'm not saying people can't change their mind, but you're not going to be excited about the games that came out three years ago. And it's not even a matter of changing your mind. It's pretending that that was always your opinion. Mm-hmm. It's pretending that that's how you always were. It's like, um, it's just like 1984. You know, mm-hmm. we're at war with Eurasia. We've always been at war with Eurasia. No, we're at war with East Asia. It's always been East Asia. Come on, people. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's literally that. It's just changing the narrative to fit or changing the facts to fit your narrative. It's so stupid. And it's like, what a stupid thing to do it over. It's it's a it's a box. It sits here. It just sits here and does nothing except like play some games in, okay. in Netflix. 
Like what, what is this doing for you that like, you feel like you have to defend it? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Microsoft's like, a big company. They don't need your help. They don't want it either. <laughs> like, I don't know what Xbox did they get. Did their Xbox give them a handy or something? Cause I just don't see why they have this unconditional love for a piece of like nothing that they paid for. Like I'd understand. Maybe I'd even understand if you got it for free or there was like some incentive to do it, but there's literally nothing. Brands, like you said, don't like this. So you're doing this to be disliked by the brands. And like, that's the thing. Just gain an echo chamber. They're trying to get noticed, but the the only thing they're getting is blocked. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why it's so ridiculous that like they do this and then like, you know, they're the same people who, when they get passed up for like, you know, a big press thing, they're just like, yo man, I'm out here fighting for the brand. I'm out here supporting the brand, you know. I'm out here being a warrior. I'm I'm putting the PlayStations down. What do I got to do to get a free Xbox? Shut your mouth. And you're not going to get a free Xbox either way, but like just shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so dumb. I hate it. Especially because, like, you know, there's nothing to really, like, even fight about right now, you know? It's just, like, there's nothing really going on yet. It's still really early. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we got a lot of news later that is exciting, but we're getting really excited about a lot of games that are relatively old at this point, you know? Like, I'm waiting to get excited about new games. You know when, you know when it'll be mm-hmm. worth debating how quality these consoles are mm-hmm. once we start getting games that can only be played on these consoles well, you know say, not just you, the medium and not just you, me and yeah. ross all have this sitting in our room now you know what i'm happy i have it Same. but guess what it, it legitimately does nothing for me yeah no but sit here and look pretty and i brag about it but like i gotta, I gotta boot my xbox back up at some point <laughs> but legitimately there are zero games that are justify me buying the, this console. I realized the other day I still haven't finished Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. I still Demon need to, Soul, Demon Souls. I still is need cool, to finish that. But I'm not buying that game again. No, <laughs> like, I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm just I'm saying, not, like, not, I'm not saying to you. That's I've, why I've, I bought it, and I still I have, haven't finished. I have that argument with other people, like, "Oh, you have Demon Souls," and I'm like, "Like, you get Demon Souls?" And I'm like, "Well, one, that's not a game for me. Two, I already have that game. I'm not buying it again." I was like, I have Spider-Man and I have 2K. I'm not getting Cold War. And the only other game that interests me is De- Devil May Cry, which I might buy for a PlayStation just because it's available. But there's yeah. legitimately nothing else. I mean, I might be overlooking something. The only thing that's on the horizon right now is Resident Evil. Come on, man. Godfall. <laughs> well, that was it, guys. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> Tune in next week. Everybody forgets about Godfall till it's inconvenient. <laughs> it wasn't inconvenient. I'm not. I'm no, not playing that. Sometimes no, you just no, gotta no, know. T- I know. No, I'm not telling you to play it. That was the joke. It's inconvenient when you have to remember it. <laughs> Godfall is just like the most okay at best game. There's literally nothing I'm gonna waste money on. Like, like I am definitely the prime subject. Especially because not for nothing, we got the stimulus. I have plenty of money to waste right now, and nothing has driven me to waste it. Yeah. On the PlayStation front wise, at least. 
And I feel like that's bad. But I understand that a lot of stuff that was in the pipeline are probably delayed due to coronavirus and everything. Well, that and with the superconductor shortage, you know, how much are they really going to throw at the console at this point? You know, when and that goes for both of them. How much are they really going to throw at these new consoles when they can't sell enough of them to people? You know, Mm -hmm. I will say out of the three, like out of out of like the three consoles, the PS5, regardless of version, the Series X and the Series S, the Series S is consistently in stock like this thing Mm -hmm. is in the grand scheme of things. The Series S is very easy to buy. Mm hmm. And that's impressive. And I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on it. Like, I, you know, granted, I've only had mine for a little bit and I haven't used it as much as I probably should even still. But like this thing is totally capable. And like if you just want like a brand, you know, if you're just looking for the brand new console, you just want to play, you know, the brand new games. Mm-hmm. Series S is totally fine at two ninety nine. You know, maybe two I was or three thinking years about buying the upgrade, one today. But but I was like, nah, I'm not going to buy one. It doesn't make sense for me to buy one. I just want to buy It doesn't play, make like, sense for me to buy. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to buy a what you call it either, the Series X. Because I'm like, most of these games are coming out uh, for play, I mean, for PC. Yeah, no, I get you. Like, and that's the sad. That's why I bought the Series S because I wanted to have an Xbox mm-hmm. so I could play like Lost Odyssey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of old digital games like Geometry Wars 2. Wanted to play that. Um, and want to be able to play some Game Pass stuff that's only on console. And mm-hmm. the thing was, is just like, you know, I can't justify a Series X. I'm not going to use it like that. You know, I'm going to use my PlayStation 5. So then I really thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I could just play this shit on a Series S. And like now I'm looking at it because I remember they were talking about emulation being really good on the Series S. And I'm out here like, yo, can I get Metroid Prime running on this thing? <laughs> mm. Because, yeah, I'm looking at the list of games and there's like nothing I actually care about that, that I could buy right now. Nothing yeah. at all. Um, it's it's It depends because like I could buy an Xbox, but I'm going to spend $500 on a Series S or X for what to sit here and buy a game that I would rather play on PC. But that's exactly why you wouldn't buy the X. Mm-hmm. And I think that Microsoft kind of gets that. I, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing more of their vision now because mm-hmm. originally I pictured and I imagine that this is still the main focus. The Series S is for people who want to get the next console, but don't want to break the bank to do it. Three hundred dollars is a good entry point. Three hundred dollars was also a good enough entry point that me as someone who does not need an Xbox by any stretch looked at it and said, well, you know what? I still have a lot of old games that I want to play and mm-hmm. can play on that box perfectly fine. And so someone like me bought one because I don't need an Xbox. I just mm-hmm. kind of want to have one. I do as well, but here's the reason why I couldn't justify it because I didn't play last generation like very much on Xbox One and all of my digital purchases from 360 were through Microsoft points because at that point I didn't have a credit card or anything. So they're not linked to my account. So whenever I try to re-download anything I Wait, bought digitally. what do you digitally, mean they're not linked to your account? There's something weird where anything you buy with anything you bought with Microsoft points, it doesn't track it for whatever reason. I have so, all my stuff I bought with Microsoft points. No, nah, like all the DLC for Fallout Fallout 2 for I mean Fable 2 for example. I have all that DLC, but it it doesn't show that I own it. 
Well, no, but I I have games on my Series S that I bought. Mm-hmm. I know I bought with Microsoft points because we're talking. I bought these for, back when it was Blades, dude. For like, my account, for whatever reason, yeah, games that's I own that I bought through Microsoft with Microsoft points don't show up on my account. That's crazy. And I've had the same account. I've only changed the name from Nat Corp to It's Comic Kid. That's crazy. Have you ever like talked to Microsoft? I imagine you have. No, I haven't. No, well. I, I at that point I was like, I don't care. I'm not going to fight them over this. Old Fair shit. enough. But yeah, that's yeah. my issue. Because I really want to play Fable. That that's really why I was gonna. I get installed it Fable too. That was one Fable of the first games I installed. The game I want to play. And I want to play. And like all that's the, the thing. That's on Game Pass. So like you can mm-hmm. get, I think, the complete version of that on Game Pass. Yeah. It's not on PC, though. If it was on PC, I would have already been playing it. Right. No, I get that. Um, Oh, yeah. Did you see this? Somebody just threw it in the Discord. If you go on to the Square Enix Twitter uh, and you follow Square Enix and you reply to their tweet with hashtag Square Enix Presents, you will get the two, like, little Lara Croft games, the... Guardian of Light and the Temple of Osiris. They're just they giving them away. At, huh? Where they linked that at? Uh they they linked it in the random goodness channel random uh, in the Discord. Um but yeah, they'll just DM you the uh, codes for those games. Which yeah, I think I is think really I cool. own both of these games already, yeah, unfortunately. I think funny enough I, I love Xbox. Free, I love free stuff, but Yeah. Um that's cool. Yeah, I, like that's a cool thing. Everybody should try and do it. I know Square Enix tomorrow has like a big event. We're you know obviously not going to be able to cover that here. I know they're revealing a new Life is Strange. Um, they're talking about Avengers. So you know, let's see what comes out of that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week if it's worth talking about. We'll see tomorrow. Um, but yeah, as far as like what I've been playing. Lupiro, um, Lupiro is weirdly fun. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about that game that I really like, and it's not easy, but it's not like terribly hard either. It's like Lupiro, I think, is a really cool game. I got to put more time into it. I think last night I played it for the first time. I think I put like an hour and a half into it, something like that. Um, so. You know, I'm I'm relatively early in that regard, but um, I I hope to have more on that next week. I also did finally, as promised, I played Bravely Default too. I booted it up mm. earlier today. I sat down with it for around two hours. Uh, got through some of the beginning. It's a good game. It's a good game. You know, I'm 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 too early to really have like a judgment on it. I think the voice acting is pretty good. Um and it's not really what I was expecting. A lot of accents I wasn't expecting. Um Yeah, I don't know like all the accents like British accents or some shit. Yeah, except the main character, but I think that's I think that works because the main character is from some other land. Hmm. Um it kind of almost sounds like there's a Final Fantasy X thing going on where like the main character, like he didn't recognize the map and he had no clue where he was. So I'm figuring it's going to be something like Final Fantasy X where it's like he's kind of ripped out of time and brought somewhere mm-hmm. else or like another dimension or something. Um, 
yeah, uh, like the combat in that game is really cool. And I don't know how similar it is. I didn't play Bravely Default or Bravely Second, so I don't know how similar it is to those games. I played but, Bravely um, Default and Bravely Second. So like but... they have like the Brave and like the, the Default mm-hmm. mechanics, right? Yeah. So did you have the thing where you could like stack the, the Braves and you could like pull against like future turns and do like four actions? I don't remember. I played it. I'd never owned the game. I played it because my friend Christian is in love with those games who used to live here. I played it when he had it because he was like, oh, you got to get these. And I never ended up getting it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I tried to get Octopath Traveler because I thought it was going to be the same itch. And I fucking hate that game. It's on Game Pass. See that? I mean, I would give that game away everywhere I could, too, because it's bad. Ugh. When Nat hates a game, I just don't I don't think anybody conveys it better than he does when he just really doesn't like a game. He just like it's bad and he just like makes it like. I don't even want to try like I was thinking about trying and he's just like, no, it's bad. They should be giving it away. And I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't play this game. I'll send you my (laughs) switch cartridge if you want. You could try it on Game Pass on PC tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play it there and you could have it on switch, too. I don't need it on Switch. I'll have sure? it on PC. I'm I can positive. send it to you. I'm, mm, uh, I can send no. it to you. I'll send it to you with a bag of coffee. I'll take the cartridge out and throw it in the coffee beans like a Cracker Jack prize. <laughs> so one day I'm just going to make a cup of coffee, take a sip, and I'm going to be like, oh. No, it's going to taste <laughs> disgusting because all the Switch cartridges <laughs> taste bad. So you know it's it ended up in there when your cup of coffee Wasn't tastes bad. Wasn't it just the early ones that tasted really no, bad? all of them taste bad. Because I've tried some and they don't taste like anything. Non-Nintendo ones, they kind of lack on the disgustingness of it. Like they taste kind of like bitter, but like the original Nintendo ones taste like really bitter. Like they're concentrated like harder. Hmm. But they still do taste not good. Fair enough. The last Uh, game I tried that I bought definitely didn't taste good. I mean, I haven't bought a game in a while for my Switch, but like a physical game that is. Yeah. I have played more Switch this year, probably, yeah, definitely this year already, or last year? than I did last year. Okay. No, I've already played more Switch this year. Mm-hmm. I had that one really good stretch with Fire Emblem, where I played my mm-hmm. Switch all the time, and then it just kind of collected dust for a little bit. I played, like, Tokyo Mirage, se- Mirage Sessions for a little bit, mm-hmm. but, like, I finished that Mario game. I'm playing Bravely Default 2. I plan to keep playing it. It's a good game. You know, I... It's a very old school JRPG, and I'm kind of looking forward to playing one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just got to kind of get a better feel for the mechanics a little bit. But um, the one thing I don't like in that game is like, this is going to sound really stupid. So like, you know how in Zelda you can like cut the grass and get like rupees and stuff like that. You can cut the grass and bravely default too, and they'll drop items. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much fucking grass. And I could just spend the whole time cutting the grass. And I am getting like the FOMO of like, if I don't cut the grass, there could be items. And then like, there's a little patch of grass and I'm like, I should be going. But then I'm like, but what if there's an item in that? And then there was one time (laughs) and that's all it took. Confirmation bias. 
One time I did it, like the first two or three times I did it, it didn't do anything. Then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try this. The last time I'm going to try this. Cut the one, dropped an item. And I was just like, fuck. Mm -hmm. Get me a lawnmower. Like, I hate that. I don't want to cut the grass. I think stronger weapons in that game do cut more grass. Well, that'll be nice. That's something I I remember. It's like, yeah. Stronger weapons you get, they might cut more grass or whatever. So, like, it's cool that it's a thing, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Ugh. But yeah, uh, you know, otherwise, yeah, I actually, I don't think I played Apex at all this week, and I played a little bit of Destiny, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have another good session in Divinity yesterday. Um, a lot of dying yesterday. We we started really feeling ourselves. We started playing, I think, a little reckless. But, like, we, we made it Everybody out. Everybody died at least once yesterday. Did Ross die? Yes, he did. No. I think. I Ross don't think he die. died. I think we loaded it, but Ross did. Ross died to the witch. The fire witch. Oh, well, that didn't count. No, I'm saying we all die. I'm not saying it counts okay, yes. or not. I'm saying yeah, we okay. all died. We did all die. Yes, yes, he did die to that witch. But I also died to that witch. Mm-hmm. Fuck that witch. I died uh, in that stupid gate battle for no reason because I didn't realize there were enemies over there and looped them into the battle. So you you didn't know because you were gone at the time getting food. I, I got out of the battle mm-hmm. and I went in to revive you and I got you up. And I realized I got, died again because yeah. I, I seen that it was like I was placed weirdly. I was hoping he, you wouldn't notice, but I was like, I'm going to tell him anyway. But yeah, so I, I revived you back there. And then the archer just turned around and was like, bop, mm-hmm. just immediately. That was all good. I, I Just realized. like what the thing did to what the void thing did to me. Mm-hmm. As soon as it could, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited to see if we could save that guy. I think maybe we should go back. I think that guy who gave us the quest, like outside of the village with the witch lady, right? That guy, he has to, I don't know what his name is, but he has teleportation gloves. And maybe one of us stands outside of the battle and teleports him away. And then, well, doesn't, don't one of us know teleportation? Uh, some of us know to I don't know if one of us knows teleportation like as a spell. It might be Cypher, but Cypher hasn't said anything about it. Because when he said he was going to die, I thought that to myself. And I was like, I feel like he would have done it already. So I didn't say anything. But You know, you know what? Yeah. See, the thing is that sucks is like what we should do is like put him to sleep or something. But we can't as long mm-hmm. as he has magic armor. Um I wish there was a way we could just kind of block him in. I think what we need to do is we need to not draw everything into him. Because mm-hmm. I think th- they're after us. Yeah. Not him. So we need to, like, kill the Magisters and then just book it. And just get mm-hmm. away from him. And then we just need to be, like, we need to group up and just, like, take him down. Mm-hmm. Like, what we should do is we should have, like, you know, Tony and Ross be up there. And then me and you should stay down and try and draw them to us. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we were doing towards the end there. 
and then basically have them fall back to us while we kind of push out and around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out Tuesday. But, dude, every time we play this game, I kind of want to play Baldur's Gate 3. Like, every time we do play this, I'm like, man, me, I'll you, buy Tony. Right Stop playing with me. I'll buy it right now. Don't tempt me. I'll stimmy it. <laughs> Government stimulated my bank account. I'll stimulate Steam. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, me, you, Tony, we all get it. And then we get a fourth who can play more than once a week. <laughs> and we play Baldur's Gate. I don't know if that ends up being Will. I don't know if that ends up being Uber. Um, but we get one more person, and we just play that, like, anytime we want now. I'll you buy know? it right now. After the show. After the show. we got. I, got, I want to know if we have a solid fourth. I don't want to buy it buy until I know we anyway. have buy. I bought it already. <laughs> Spot purchased. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, I just want to. I want to play more of Di- like Divinity and stuff, but I can't because we have that that thing going. Mm-hmm. And Baldur's Gate Three seems like the next best game to scratch that itch, short of going back to like the first Divinity. Mm-hmm. It has been purchased. I should get an email notification anytime now. We we have to talk to some people after this. And figure out what our team will be. I believed you. I didn't doubt you for a second. I know you want that game. <laughs> purchased it. Already purchased. Boom. Boom, indeed. <sighs> uh, so I wanna I, I pulled a bunch of news. Um you know, a lot of game companies are getting out there and, and talking news? about, huh? Newsy news. Well, it's a little bit of not newsy newsy, but like, so do we want to talk about some real shit here? Uh, depends. If we're gonna talk about real shit, we should start off with the realest thing. Whereas, if you kill, if you kill eight Asian women in a massage parlor, you're racist. No if, answer, buts about it. But Nat, you're a domestic terrorist. You're a homegrown terrorist. But Nat, and what's up? He was having a bad day. That that guy also has been outed for having like you no know, racist remarks beforehand. So we're on and the same page the T-shirt. Here. That's uh, yeah. Everybody is getting ahead of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is just, it's just crazy. I feel like in the last year, two years. This country specifically has been so heavily in the last four years, let's say prior mm-hmm. to this, this country has been maybe a decade. God, it's so sad when you think about it. This country has been exposed. Mm-hmm. The United States has been exposed as an like, intolerant country. I feel we like- are a nation of bigots, mm-hmm. racists, and just all around hateful people. I feel like during clinton like after clinton and george w w bush a lot of people were trying their best to hide the fact that uh that america was very racist and they maybe did a good job of lulling you know central america into thinking that racism doesn't exist anymore of course they deleted it but so i want to say one thing also nbc news tweeted earlier uh, and it was their verified account. They deleted the tweet because I'm looking at a response of it right now that I liked where they was like, how can 
black people and minorities help Asians feel welcome. Or it was like something to protect them during these during these trying times. And it was like, so only black people, huh? It was like it was just oh, weird. So it, it was, was like an article or something. Like, yeah, it was like an how... article on NBC News of how black people could help. And it was like, so you're good. So you just, so just you shift took, it. Just shift it away. Get it away took, from the white people conversation. You took the most notable disenfranchised community in this. In, in no, it's not a race to be the most discriminated against. And they use like, oh, look at the other people again, bad. Let's tell them how they should be helping them. And it was like, so you wrote, took your time to write this article instead of correcting in your original article that this guy is definitely a domestic terrorist and, and admittedly that he was able to turn himself in without being killed. And if that was anybody like any other race, he would have literally gotten killed before he could walk to the, to the police station. And, and that the very law enforcement officials who would bring him in safely would seemingly giving them the biggest, this is the largest benefit of the doubt I can personally give Mm -hmm. at the very least vaguely defending his actions by saying, well, you know, it was motivation stemming from sexual addiction, not racism. It wasn't a racist thing. He's just, he's just having a bad day. I'm He's not- just having a really bad day, and this is what he did. If any, if your bad day results in eight people being dead as I a direct result of you, you're fucked up. But that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I'm not saying his sexual addiction didn't have anything to do with it, but you could be addicted to a lot of things, and if that results in you harming somebody else. It's a problem. And if your addiction results in you harming, and like it, it would be a problem no matter what. Even if what, it's not a killing. Yes. If it's just causing That's harm, said, harm to somebody. Yeah. yeah, no. No, I get it. If, if your addiction causes you to harm just Asian people, that's not your addiction's fault. You're racist. Yeah, if you're like, hey, I'm having a bad day. It's time to get those people, you know, insert demographic. Well, guess what? I'm not saying it didn't contribute to it, but I'm also saying you're racist. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Didn't know if you knew this. <laughs> Congratulations, you're racist. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and the thing is, the, the, if it was any other person of color, if it was any mm-hmm. other ethnicity who had perpetrated this, they'd be dead. They'd be villainized. They would, you know, no one would give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know. It would just be, you know, oh, person went on a rampage, you know. Like- as, as a minority, I don't know if you guys could tell. As a minority, uh, here's the thing that's most offending and damning to me is the lack there of terrorist. The lack there use of terrorists, like the lack, the, the, the hesitancy in sources using the word terrorist. For this guy who's domestically grown and has done just as heinous things as most of the t- past terrorist events in the past like five years in America. It's He's because done. the majority of domestic terrorists are white. Yeah. The, the vast majority mm-hmm. of them are white. And That's you don't thing. want to look in the mirror and see a domestic terrorist. It's much easier 
when it's someone else. But when you can't identify with them, it's crazy because it would it would be a thing like so I can understand America being racist. Let me say that I can understand America being racist. It's just no consistency in how they go about doing this. You know what I mean? Because it's like, um, for example, like with the Boston bombing, for example, those guys instantly, as soon as they found out they was of Middle Eastern descent, terrorist. Yep. But you ignore the fact that they were grown up here their whole life. Doesn't matter. But the other example is like, so I've, I've been listening to uh, a podcast dating back, like talking about the Washington, uh, the DC sniper. Mm-hmm. And they were very quick once they, they were hesitant to say anything who was doing anything. Cause they didn't want to leak, leak information. But as soon as they found out it was a black guy and a Jamaican guy, instantly terrorist. And it's just like, it would be f- like, now I'm going to say it's fine. It's not fine. It would be more understandable if they were just like, if they were trying to pitch this as terrorists are only grown in the middle East, but you've literally shown like during, uh, like, like Virginia tech shooting or whatever, uh, the, the Asian guy who shot people in that, they instantly labeled the terrorists. So you're saying literally only minorities could be a terrorist. I mean, yeah. And well, that's the you problem. You know what? It's like, I, I, I can understand the, the like, like even like the racist, but you're trying to like, if you're trying to convince me, oh, white people can't be terrorists. You're like. <laughs> so that's the thing. And I, obviously, I just want to make it completely mm-hmm. clear that I don't think this way, mm-hmm. but that's how the majority of white people do think. Is like, you know, in mm-hmm. a country that has been systemically favorable to white people, mm-hmm. that's a fact. You know, it's it's easier to do that because, again, you know, it's someone. OK, well, they're a terrorist. But when a white person does it, well, hold on. We white people, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not us. Well, it's, it's the even, that's it's, not us. It's, no, something's up here. Yeah, it's even in the way they approach it, because there's like. Like, I don't have all the sources in front of me right now, but it's like very easy to find. You could see stories of like women from from here, right? Like women from Kansas or Missouri, right? Or guys from Albuquerque going to the Middle East and joining extremist groups, joining terrorist groups. But when you see documentaries on those guys, it's always about how did somebody fall into this trap? When you yep. see people from war-torn countries which seemingly should be easier to understand how they would fall into a life of extremism there's never that same sympathy there's never that how is these innocent people ended up in this life of extremism it's this it's just it's just baffling the way your your skin could get you some empathy you know what i mean I mean, you know, it, it, but it, and, and there's it, no consistency with it. Like it's the only consistency it's the if it's white is right is anything else is not. And it's the same shit, you know, when you go to like the UK and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's just like it may, maybe it's just in our roots, our British roots, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to throw them needlessly under the bus for something that they didn't have any part nah, of today. But, fuck them. <laughs> but like it, it's it's the truth, though. The white I mean, culture. even with the Meghan Markle thing, you can see it. It's it's not exclusive to America. For hundreds, hundreds of years, for centuries, mm-hmm. white culture has been trying to dominate the world. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You know, the British Empire, you know, e- even the Romans to an extent, you know, white culture trying to dictate global power, you know, and it, it the sad thing is that it's still a thing today. 
in an age where we're supposed to be enlightened in an age where we're supposed to be smarter, have access to knowledge easier than ever. Mm -hmm. And we keep making the same mistakes and we keep letting these same things happen. And like, it's almost like they forget that there's a record of this now that people can look at and they're going to remember this forever. Mm -hmm. There's more evidence than ever of, you know, just, just, you know, you're, if you ain't white, you know, fuck you is basically how it is. That's how this country is. That's how a good chunk of the world is, unfortunately. And it's just so stupid. It's like, we, what did we do to possibly earn this, you know, other than do all the things we've done. And it's just like, you know, it's so like, stupid and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to talk about for me because, you know, being, you know, the, the complexion that I am. Um, well, but like, well, no. So I, I would say also as a minority, I really, I really appreciate my friends who, cause not for nothing, it would be very, it would be way easier for you just to turn a blind eye to everything for you to take the time out of your day and to just admit that you not only have you probably benefited from this, but you can understand how, cause that's like, that's the problem. I feel like people thinking that like, Oh, as a minority, we want people to jump out the window and protect black people. We just want people to admit the wrong that's here. You know what I mean? We're not telling you to pay for our lawyer fees or anything. People are saying, hey, this is wrong. Why is everybody looking at us crazy like this isn't wrong? Well, there's too many people who already look away. There's too many people mm -hmm. who will just, it doesn't affect them. And so they ignore it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to use this as a, as a justification. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. But I grew up around you know my friends growing up were black they were people of color i every morning at school i would hang out it was me it was two black dudes and a guy from trinidad and every day at school the four of us were together and people just knew they just knew it would be the four of us in the same spot every day because we were friends and mm -hmm. they just knew oh yep that's that group but that's what i try to that's what i try to tell people is at the end of the day, you're never going to truly understand what I'm not going to say I have had the biggest struggle, but I've had plenty of incidents where I've run into like situations solely based on my race. But what I'm saying is, is you're never going to truly understand. We're not asking people to understand what's happening. All people are asking for is some empathy to treat people with a little respect. When you see somebody on TV and their house burned down, you look and you're like, wow. If my house burned down, I would be feel I would feel pretty sad. And that's all people are. I just feel like that's all people want. They're not asking for understanding as much as they're asking for empathy. Because you can never truly understand the plight of somebody else. Even if, Chris, we were next door neighbors, let's say we were both white or we were both black or whatever, right? And we grew up in the same situation, your house evidently is going to be different than mine. Yeah. Solely for the fact of the choices that. we make. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can never truly understand what's going on, but you can empathize. You know what I mean? And that's all people are asking for. I feel like people act like it's this big mountain to climb and it's, and it's not that hard. It's simple. Would I feel good if somebody treated me like that? No. So I probably shouldn't do that. Well, like, and that's the thing is like, you know, growing up, you know, when, when I, one of my oldest friends, I've known mm -hmm. him for Zane. I've known him mm -hmm. since I was five and he was four. And growing up, it wasn't until, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it, you know, until one day somebody pointed out that like, oh, yeah, he's a black guy. And that, you know, my child brain clicked and I was like, huh, 
You know, that's like, that's the thing is like, you're not born thinking we're different, but that's, you know, it's, it's just another, also, it's just another person. You were raised not to look at it as like, oh, that's a black guy. You know what I mean? And that yeah. helps. You know what I mean? But that's I'm, the and, thing. And like, that's why like my friends, mm-hmm. they were great friends. And it's like, it wasn't because of what they were. It was just, we were good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, you don't. I didn't pick them out because like, oh yeah, I want to have like these specific people as my friends. It's just, we became friends, you know, mm-hmm. we, a, a group like that doesn't happen because like, you, you know, you pick it or you're trying to, you have an agenda. It's just like, it, it fucking happens. Mm-hmm. And like, they were some of the best friends I ever had, you know? And it's just like to see people devalue them, you know, because of that. And it's like, I would never do that mm-hmm. because like, they're my friends, you know, they're my family. I, uh, you know, at, my, at Zane's wedding, like his aunts, I, you know, I, I danced with his aunts, you know, we, we talked and like, they, they consider me part of the family and like, that's incredible. Like they, they, they mm-hmm. talk to me like I'm part of the, like I'm a part of them. And like, that's so incredible because like, and I, feel I won't like... have anybody devalue them because mm-hmm. they're, they're important to me because they're good people. I feel like people don't understand that. Half of half of your family is blood related. Half of your family is based on the bonds you create in life. Like, and there are plenty of people you met that you didn't think were worth the time, but they're the people you meet along your journey. You're like, wow, I like this guy for whatever reason. It could be the most important of values. Like this guy saved me from a car accident, or it could be the dumbest thing. Like, oh, that guy gave me a pencil on Tuesday. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But for whatever reason, you've made this bond and these bonds, be it as small as where they start, but they end up being lifelong friendships. Like, like some of my longest friends, like JP and Raymond, me and Raymond was friends. Me and Raymond started being friends strictly because we were in class together and we like video games and we were like very similar types of people. Me and JP were friends. Me and JP weren't in the same class in sixth grade. And people said, oh, me and JP have to fight. Surprise. JP has the same name as me. JP's name Nathaniel. I'm named Nathaniel. And they said me and him have to fight. So I walked up to him in sixth grade and told him we were best friends. Because people were saying we are fight. We have to fight because we have the same name. And I was like, no, nah, we're best friends. And he took that to heart. And, and when we were in the class together for the first time in seventh grade, this kid named Javante was throwing textbooks at me for who knows why. He was throwing textbooks at me and JP got really mad about it for some reason and beat this kid up because he was like, that's my best friend. And I didn't take it seriously. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to take this friendship more seriously because he beat that guy up. Yeah, no, and that's why I, we were friends. <laughs> but I'm saying that's such a stupid reason, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you know what? Too? But we have like, a lifelong friendship now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. But like, it, it, you know, you want to get even a little weird, you know, like mm-hmm. guys like Will, like Tony Cypher, mm-hmm. you know, like they are of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. I met them exclusively by through Twitch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Tony, I met because we watched a mutual streamer and then he kind of just started watching me. Will I met just because I was streaming Gods and Kings when it came out, the Civ Five expansion, yeah. and he just mm-hmm. stuck around. And they're two of my best friends right now. You know, I would say even I'll our, be honest, even I haven't met either friendship. of them. Huh? Even our friendship, Shit. our friendship is our so friendship. weird. So, 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 like, look, <laughs> the reason I met you is because I met Malik, and the yeah. reason I met you is because Malik knew Mark. Yeah. So, this that's crazy to think that, like. 
I don't talk to Mark much, and you don't talk to Malik much, but yeah. we became friends. Yeah. And the only reasons I became friends with Malik <laughs> is because I went to the Vita store completely by there was a Vita pop-up where they were giving away Vitas for like stupid reasons. And it was this lounge before the Vita came out. I was there for like six months before the Vita came out. It was on Livingston Street in LES, Manhattan, Lower East Side. And there was a bike shop across the street. And I went to that bike shop because I was thinking about buying a bike. And I realized the bikes there were three thousand oh, dollars. So I bought a hat and walked out the store. It was like, fuck that place. <laughs> but I was always weird because like like growing up, like you would walk into these stores, right? And people would always discriminate against you. So I always felt the chip on my shoulder that I need to buy something. So people don't just think I was in there like scheming the the for, steal. For stuff. what it's worth, I feel that way sometimes too. I'm like, I gotta mm-hmm. get something. Like, so, I don't want to, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I have money, come on. <laughs> yeah, so I bought a hat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I'm definitely coming back to buy this $4,000 bike. <laughs> Fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, no, I gotta um, get paid on Friday, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I was like into BMX bikes and stuff, and I wanted to buy, I really wanted to buy, I can't even remember the bike now, that's how funny it is. And I went to the Vita place, and I didn't even meet Malik that day, but I only went there by accident. And then I told JP and everybody, oh, this place is here. We should go and hang out. And we would go there and hang out because it was a short, it was like a 30 minute walk across a bridge from our college. And we would go there, hang out. And Malik was there. And Malik was doing like some press events for Sony and stuff because he had made like an, he made like a uncharted rap back in the day. And he was there and we had became friends and then we had started hanging out. And then so we had like went to PAX with Malik and he had got us in because he was working in an event at PAX and then we had met. Yeah, he was so working the of, Far Cry. How he, many he was working in the Far Cry booth that year. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Cause I, I how I, many things could have went astray there and we would have never met. I know. And the thing is, the funny thing is, is like after that, like we we kind of became like quiet friends. Like we were friends on mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff. And then I think it was at one point you were talking about going back to PAX and I was like, yo, I'm going to be there again. Mm-hmm. And like, you were like, Hey, like we were both like, yo, let's meet up at PAX. Let's, let's mm-hmm. hang out. And that's when we actually became like, it wasn't that first PAX. Like we were aware mm-hmm. of each other and we were like, okay, yeah, they're cool. But then it was the second PAX and it was that time. Cause I drove to that PAX. So I had my car. I'm like, yo, like you, you're taking the bus. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, I can pick you up. I'm going to have my car. And he's like, dope. Yeah. I'm not going to tell my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even that I wasn't going to tell them. I didn't tell them. And then you pulled up on the side of the road and I got in the car and there's like, what are you doing? And I was just like, get in. <laughs> and they all proceeded to get in. They get in the back. They're like, you're not going to do anything to us. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm cool. And then they get in. They close the door. I lock the doors and drive away. I'm like, you fucked up now. And that's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 10 years of friendship all for this moment to sell you, <laughs> yes. to sell your organs. 10 years of friendship for this moment. <laughs> and like, And they're just sitting in the back. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> These dudes I've never met before. And that, like, I tell you, like, Nat and I hadn't really talked all that much. And, like, we just, from that point on, we just clicked. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it. That was just that trust where he was just like, yo, like, 
I'm going to do this. Just roll with it. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> that PAX is low-key why I know a lot of the first PAX is low-key why I know a lot of the people that I ended up becoming friends with, like, long-term. It's you, you know what even crazier story? My friend Christian, who came to live here with me, I met him because of that PAX inadvertently because I was in, like, uh, like uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a YouTube channel, a big YouTube channel called The Creatures. Back I'm in the day, familiar. no, doesn't matter. They were like machinima guys and stuff. Okay, and I was in their video because, uh, like, I got in a pack. I couldn't find them, and I was like, "This is my only day here. I need to find these guys." I was really like really big fans of them. I watched all their stuff, and I found them, and I was like, "Yo!" I was just really excited because I was looking for them. No shit, like three hours. I was like, "I'm. I have to leave soon. I want to find these guys before I leave." And I thought they had left, and I was like, "This is my only day out here." I'm going to pop in and find them. And I finally have found them. So I was like an added level of extra excited. And I didn't realize they were filming. So they filmed this and they put this video out. And then a lot of people in those videos was like, who was that guy? He was the best because everybody else was super awkward. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, what's up? Like, and I made friends with my friend Jamal, who then introduced me to Neo GameSpark, which is why I have a PS5. I made friends with some other people. So I made like, this is a weird line. I made friends with this one kid who invited me to his Minecraft server. And on that Minecraft server, I made friends with another kid who was friends with another person I went to his Minecraft server. And that's where I met Christian, who I'm now friends with my friend Val and Pebbles, who was playing Overwatch with yesterday. And a bunch of people that I know because I was friends with Christian. And we started doing 8-Bit Drum stuff together. And then he had came and lived out here when he lived in New York for a bit. I'm just saying, yeah. think of how how little, like, minuscule that is, like, any step of the way. It, yeah, and it, it, I mean, shit, if you want to talk mm-hmm. crazy, remember, I met Ross on Xbox Live through a friend of his, yeah. <laughs> and he hated me for six months. He didn't even talk to me because mm-hmm. I kicked him off a tower and cracked down. He could have just chosen to be done with me at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm never talking to that guy again. I don't like him, whatever. And then a couple years later, I'm a groomsman in his wedding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like that's, it's so weird. So much of this shit is crazy. But that's getting back to the point of mm-hmm. how we got on this topic. You can't take anyone for granted. But you that's what I'm saying. Know. You never know who. But that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, there's so many crazy situations like that. And I don't think these types of stories are uncommon, especially nowadays. And I'm just saying it's, I, it's so befuddling to me because by being racist, you're, li- you're limiting yourself possibly to the best friends you could ever meet in your life yeah no like, bullshit you know what i mean like like I, I i don't tell him all the time but like zane is like honest mm-hmm. to god one of the best friends like a person mm-hmm. could ever have and the fact that mm-hmm. like you know he he still like he he works so many hours he's military he's corrections mm-hmm. he does all this stuff and the fact that like he still takes the time out of his day to call and just be like hey i haven't heard from you in a while how's it going man mm-hmm. you know like you know, let, let's catch up sometime. Let's just hang out or like gets on and just keeps inviting me to games. Even though I'm doing something, he just keeps inviting <laughs> me to games. And I'm like, I fucking hate this guy, but I love him. And so I go and play with him because mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> you I know? was going to say even like shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not like having him around. I was going to say, well, think about that is like, like I'm friends now because of your, your random encounters. I'm friends now with Tony and Will and other Tony and TJ and all these other people. That, and kind of Zane. He knows who you yeah. are. 
when Zane comes around, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, Nat? You know, like, <laughs> he knows who you are. He is more than aware of you. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the thing. It's crazy. Like, we know all these people. Through all this dumb shit, we know all these people. Just and these like, random connections that all it took was, like, let's say I was a bigot, and I was like, nah, fuck that. I don't hang with no white people, and I didn't talk to you then. You know what I mean? Say I was, say you was a big, and he was like, oh, I'm not hanging out with this weird black guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I would say I was definitely way more socially awkward then, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have the people I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I couldn't imagine, like, if I had been a bigot at any point in my life, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine where I'd be. But I was just saying, like, like even even the little things, like, because I had got out of gaming for a while, right? And then we were talking randomly for like it was no like i don't even remember what we were talking about but you were telling me about half gen i was like oh yeah i can help you i can help you with that and i'd went back and listened to like the first episode of half gen like like because i don't think i was on the first i think i was like the third or or second one yeah you were on early but i don't remember which one but i wasn't like a per i just came on i was like hey guys (laughs) and then we just talked about it and then like that had like re-sparked because like we played games before, but we didn't play like consistently. And yeah. then that like like you starting half gen, I was like, oh, you need some help because I think I had messaged you on Facebook when you were saying, oh, you're starting a new site. And I was like, oh yeah, man, you need some help because I was just fin like I was just ending eight bit drop and I knew I was ending it before we had even spoke up, but we officially spoke. I was like, oh, I can help these guys with this because <laughs> I know I asked you because you had done some stuff with those gaming nerds as well. Mm-hmm. And I I know you you were like, nah, I'm not interested in like writing and stuff, and I was like, no, that's cool. I was like, but we're doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Nat was like, oh, okay, I'm, I might be into that. And then that's what really like kicked it all off. He did like Nat. Great. He did all the graphics that we have. Every, every image that you see on the site, Nat made uh, in a relatively short time as well. Like Nat put together that logo. He gave us like a bunch of color options and he's like, Hey, pick one. And we picked that, mm-hmm. that, excuse me, that green and yellow. Originally it was a black font. And he was just like, now nah, I'm going to change it. And then he just made it white. And that was the logo. That was mm-hmm. it. And he's like, all right, I'll put this on a bunch of stuff for you. <laughs> you know, what's even, even funnier than just that it was, it was funny because I was just looking for stuff, reasons to like do some design stuff. Cause I just bought my iPad and I was like, Oh, I'll help these guys. <laughs> and I just made that. I made that like, like font from spec. That's all hand. It's, that's not like a font, you know, you could find. It's like made with my iPad. It's kind of cool. Uh, the image for this podcast was made by Nat. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say what what else? The, you know, what's funny. I was saying also is this is when I realized that which is why I want to buy a new mic. I was looking at mics today and. Uh, the problem is this mic sound. I had just got this mic when we started doing the podcast. This mic sounds so much better back then. Like it's weird. It's flipped. My mic was such good quality back then compared to like yours and Ross's. Like Ross sounded like he was speaking through a toaster. Yours was good, but I think it was noticeable Ross, that you was on a headset. No, Ross was on the headset. Mm-hmm. I had my Yeti at that point. Okay. Um, but the problem was Yeti does too much too much interference too with hot, like yeah, yeah, yeah noise cancellation or like not yeah. noise cancellation, but like the so game you were stuff. definitely the clearest voice. Mm-hmm. And then I got the 2020 and like the I got the the XLR 2020 and stuff. And then I mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm me, I'm taking the crown. <laughs> I, speaking of which, I was going to ask you, uh, what interface are you using to run your XLR through XLR cable through? Are you not uh, using? Well, it? I 
I, I right now I know I only sure Mike has a USB out, right? I'm so right now everything that you hear and that the podcast hears is the USB one because mm-hmm. that does all the automatic like gain control and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I have it hooked up through XLR to I have a Scarlet Solo from Focusrite, mm-hmm. but that's only to do the um to hear myself. Okay. So I was thinking of buying a Scarlet Duo because I wanted the option to have like the second mic set up, right? But the problem is, is I don't know if I really want to use like a virtual mic to use the MIDI as an audio input because I know exactly what I need. Because I remember we had talked about this and I told you I was thinking of getting that Scarlet, which is funny. The well, Scarlet, because we was talking about it. And I was like, I was thinking of getting that Scarlet when we were talking, when, when you were originally telling asking me about my mic back in the day. Yes. And I was like, I was thinking I have an AT2020. I bought this because I didn't want to buy the Scarlet and that's what I would want to buy. But I was looking at it today. I was like, I haven't looked at this in a while because I was originally thinking of getting a Go XLR. Like one of those, those like, things are so expensive, but they're so nice. I think low key they might be a waste of money because they're not actually that expensive for what they are considering. But I yeah, don't but they're more expensive you... than a Scarlet Solo. Yeah, but you could buy a Scarlet. But margin. the problem is, you could buy a Scarlet Solo and a Stream Deck and have money to spare for the money you're gonna buy that for. Right, and that's that's the point. Like that's why I think it's expensive. But like. Mm-hmm. But also, those will do more than that. Yeah, which is which is why it would it'd be one thing if it was everything combined. Because I hate stuff, and I want to minimize the amount of stuff I have, like needlessly. Because I could get the focus right mounted to the bottom of my desk and never see it, and just adjust the knobs without looking at it. Oh, fair enough. I mean, but if I, I have that, I like... it has to be like in my face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really like this one the the sure mic mm-hmm. uh the i think this i think it's like the mv7 or something like that mm-hmm. um i really like this i'm not the hu- biggest fan of like usb mics which is why i i switched to the 2020 at the time because mm-hmm. tony gave it to me so it's mm-hmm. free um but i also just like the the control you have over like an xlr mic but the mm-hmm. nice thing about this one is it just runs a program in the background that does all that stuff in real time Mm-hmm. So the only reason I even have it hooked up is because it can do output to both. So you can simultaneously output through XLR and USB. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I only have it through the XLR just so I can kind of hear myself through the microphone so I can catch myself. But the thing is, is like even when I get loud and I hear it distorting through like the focus right or something, like if I get really close, you know, mm-hmm. and it sounds really like loud to me, this thing, you you heard it. I, I, I think I got a little quieter to you, right? When no, I did that? you sounded the same, but you just sounded a little bit more muffled because okay, you're speaking directly into the like sock. But still, like compared to how I hear it, because I sound a lot louder when I do it mm-hmm. through the XLR side because I'm right up on it. I really like that. I are you like using this XLR is the mic banana? I want Ross to get, huh? Are you using XLR banana? Like, what are you using program wise? No, I, I'm not using any program. Like the program that this has, it comes with the microphone. Okay, so it's just the driver. So it's um, it's the Sure Plus Motive. Because I was thinking, I was thinking of getting something right, and it is the MV7. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at a black one. I would, I, I have no qualms with getting this because I still have more money coming in tax return. But uh, and it's literally is taking a just it's 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 just a switch. Like honestly, you go in the app and you just tell it. So auto level by default, you tell it if the microphone is near, like within six inches, or 
you put it to far, which is like between like six and 18 inches. Like mm-hmm. uh, you weren't here when we were doing VR. Um, Cause like, if I'm, if I'm back here, you can barely hear me. Yeah. If at all. Cause it's in near. No, mode, I was already I, thinking of getting the mic. Yeah. You but no, have, but, uh, but I was, what I was saying at, mm-hmm. what I was saying is when I put it in far, like everybody could hear me clearly. Like, even if I was like across the room on VR, people could still hear me. But like I was clear, I didn't sound like distorted or anything. So like this, this program does work. Like this does everything a mixer would do for you, but it does it in real time and it's very effective. Like this thing is incredible. So I was thinking of getting that or a Rode Pod mic because we use those on those are nice uh, Chronicles. We use those on Chronicle, my other podcast, and they do work. Like those are like really nice microphones, and they're like a hundred bucks. I, I heard it like I, I heard it on your podcast and like it sounds real good. Yeah. So they're like a hundred bucks, but the problem is is I could spend more money, right? But like I, I'm gonna buy one of these and just keep to the side for like a guest and as a backup in case something happens to one of the mics you record with. I don't think that'll happen, but I do wanna buy one just in case. And I I was also looking at a Rode PSA one. Or two, it might be the two now, but the, whatever the newest version as the PSA is, and I just can't figure out which one I'm gonna get. I like yours just because it has the option for USB out, just so like if I'm like XLRing into the computer, which is the way I want to do it. I just don't want to run a bunch of like extra bloatware on my computer on top yeah. of it, which is the one thing that's annoying. I know I could use XLR Banana, but I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm. I might just suck it up and buy that mic first because I could buy the focus right later, but I need to decide if I'm going to get the focus right because I want I need to know if I'm going to buy a focus right duo or solo, you know what I mean? I'm probably going to go for the duo just in case I I want to have a second person on. I'm not, I don't I'm not think I'm going to have too many people in my house like doing stuff, but like if I have a second mic for like for whatever reason, like you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, if you want mine, like my Scarlet, you could have it because I'm sure I could do monitoring on on this. But you want the duo. So my solo wouldn't do you any good for that. Yeah, because uh, I, I still have I still have my headphones plugged into this mm-hmm. uh, into the, the focus. Right. It's just because the solo is like 40 bucks cheaper or something. Yeah. Because I had was one twenty, and the duo is one sixty. I had this M Audio one, the original one that my other friend, mm-hmm. not Cipher Tony, gave me, um, mm-hmm. was good, and then it just started kind of going on the fritz. So I replaced it with another yeah. M Audio because I was like, "Hey, you know what? This one worked. Let me just get a better one of these." And it was really nice mm-hmm. until it just was shit. Like it was a really nice looking box. I spent like 120 bucks on it or something. It had like a really nice like interface on it, like really easy controls and stuff like that. Like it was super simple to use, but it just, I always got like this popping in my mic and stuff like that. And at a certain point, I think it might've actually been the new desk I had it on Mm -hmm. um, causing it because the Scarlet was doing it a little bit, but not as much. And then I ended up moving the Scarlet and now it's been fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But like that M audio, just like every time it would just like have this like clicking. So like if it was quiet, it would just be like click, 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 click in my here in my headphones. And like I'd start up like a YouTube video and it would just crackle. And so I got I got rid of that shit right away. You know what it might be? 
some of those have a mono a metronome built in. That might have been what it was. Is it might have been because a lot of those are used for recording like live instrumentation and but stuff. But would it sound like a popping? Like it wasn't like a, I don't an know. actual click. It sounded kind of like a weird pop. I used to have a Bergenher version, mm. but I but I got rid of it because I didn't want to use XLR. Because like my dad used to have a bunch of DJ equipment, so I took like a Bergenher one he had because like you could use a lot of these for the same like the yeah. equipment crosses over. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I gave that away. I didn't want to use it anymore. Oh, fair enough. It was just the the drivers and stuff weren't there. Like it wasn't intended to be used the way I was trying to use it. If that makes sense. No, I get you. Like, that makes yeah, sense. I'm done. Yeah. See, <sighs> I was looking at uh, this road, the road podcaster broadcast dynamic vocal microphone. This is what I was looking at. But I think I was looking at that like too for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when I was looking at a new microphone and then I ended up mm-hmm. getting this one cause an, um, a streamer I watch, um, shout out to K witty 23. Um, he's a bloodborne speedrunner, does a lot mm-hmm. of like Soulsborne speedruns and stuff like that. He got a sponsorship from GameStop and they sent him one of these and mm-hmm. I heard it and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I heard him talking about it. He's like, yeah, it's a USB mic, but like it does all this stuff for you. I started reading into it and I was mm-hmm. just like at the time I was just really frustrated because like I my voice tops out a lot. Uh, and so I really just needed something mm-hmm. that like I wasn't good at controlling it. So I was just like, I need something that'll do it for me. And at first I was like, I don't know. But the more I use it, the more I really like it. And like I haven't I can't tell you the last time I had anybody complain about my mic going crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have it set to like a hundred percent right now in windows and it's just mm. totally fine. Which is why I was thinking of getting that because if I get that, I won't need to buy like the problem is if I buy this, I need to buy a focus, right? right or some sort of and you, interface. And you got to make sure that you can power it too. So you might need like a preamp or something. Yeah. Well, maybe not with the road, but not with the one you've already have or are looking at. But like I was looking at other mics too, and they were all like, "Yeah, you got to make sure you have a good preamp for it." And I'm like, "I don't want to have to get a preamp. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to do all this stuff when I could just have this do it for me." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just bugging. I thought the Focusrite also worked as a preamp. It does, but like I was looking at like another Shure mic, uh, just mm-hmm. for hahas, and like I specifically looked it up, and they were like, "Yeah, the Focusrite has a preamp, but it's not strong enough." Mm-hmm. It wasn't strong enough for that particular microphone, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy this one." Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't want to get anything that needs. Like, I'm sure the audio quality is amazing, but I'm not. I don't need anything that needs that level because at that point, then you're just gonna have to have an audio cabinet with amps and stuff in your corner. Yeah. And then they're like, no, get this thing because then this has a preamp that's strong enough or get this thing to run it through. And I'm just like, I don't want to set up a bunch of shit like, you know, I just want to get on and record my goddamn podcast. Like, honestly, that's all I really care mm-hmm. about. You know, I made it I, I made it work in OBS and stuff like that. It was just for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be able to, you know, get animated and not have to worry about topping out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's the one thing that annoys me? What's that about the sure mic? What's that? Is that it just says sure in big ass letters. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Branding. 
I just I hate that, bro. Like, like, like. Yes, it's like I get it. Could probably paint over it or something, or put in nah, case it's gonna look. It's gonna look ugly if I do that. If I do, I'm just gonna get a sticker and put a sticker on it. Yeah, that works too. I mean, listen, they want that. This is free advertising for them. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They but, want you know, it to be it's on a video annoying like this. because most of Shore's products don't have branding on it. Like they because do, those are professional, like and this is consumer. Yeah. That's why. Because like the one level up for this mic, which is targeted towards radio, doesn't have Shore branded right on the side. Isn't it that the one that's also on like four ninety nine? Band or right here. It's like three hundred flat. Yeah. Because that was, I think that was the other one I was looking at, and that was the one that I was reading needed the preamp. Like they were like, "That's the one that Michael Jackson used." And I was just like, "Ooh, if it's good for Michael." Hey, man. <laughs> if it's good for yeah, Michael, it should be okay for me. M seven B is yes four hundred. And yeah, that was the other one I was looking at, and that was the one that I read. You needed a better preamp than what the focus right would give. Because mm-hmm. that was the other one I was strongly considering. Because that one, I think at the time I could get on Amazon and it would be like, hey, you know, to, over like five payments or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, dope, let me just get this. But then I read the preamp thing and I was like, I'm just going to spend the money out of pocket and buy this thing. Yeah, because I have everything here. It's it's funny because like, not funny, but like it's nice because I could literally just slot it in here and be good to go. But. But yeah, I mean, I just hooked it up. This is exactly how it comes with this part right here. Uh, for, mm-hmm. for the audio listeners, I know we're talking a lot of visual stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, this has like an almost like a horseshoe kind of like attachment that, that mm-hmm. the microphone's kind of bolted onto. Um, and it, it just so like you can like rotate. Can I see it the bottom of stuff. your mic? Uh, hold on. Can you see it okay from there? Oh, it's kind of blurry. It's okay. I'll look at I'll look at images on. I, I can I can show you after uh, I can just like mm-hmm. video in Discord, and I just want to know because I do like this because Here, it's on. the sh- it's the shock mount. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to know if I could still use this because the arm looks cool, but I just don't know if it's gonna provide that level of isolation where like when I'm hitting my desk and stuff. I mean, I think it does an okay job. Trying to take a picture of it for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Trying to take a picture in your texting app is awful because it just doesn't work right. I feel you. I guess it'd be fine because my road, my road pod mics. Also, don't have like an isolation shock like thing, so I think it should be fine. And that those mics see way more weird, not wear and tear, but way more rambunctiousness <laughs> compared and to like, this mic. Remember too that this mic has like the built-in like dead zone mm-hmm. and stuff. So even if you have like a little motion like this, mm-hmm. it's not going to pick any of it up. Mm-hmm. Cause it's 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 looking for that. It's waiting for the voice activation, and then it's just doing everything based on that. Like mm-hmm. it does a fantastic job. Like I can just sit here and kind of 
Like you didn't even hear me tapping on my desk. Unless I'm like up here, like banging on it. That's the only way you're going to hear it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm 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 already I was already leaning that way, but I just didn't know if I wanted to spend two fifty. Like this, <laughs> like I don't know if you're looking for the arm, but I like this arm too, the Thron Max. Nah, this arm is great. This arm is. Max. I don't know how you say that. This arm is legitimately great. I it's had one older. like that. I had a much cheaper version of that. Nah, this uh, that is I like didn't the like. bee's I, knees expensive one. I replaced it with this one. This mm-hmm. one was like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. It's not I bad. That's, that's good. This thing. You should like, send me a link for that because I'm not going to replace this one, but I might replace some of the ones at our podcast set because like, we do we do like own the space. So if you what, guys ever come to New York and like for press reasons, never want to do something. It's a little out of the ways from the city, but yeah, we do hey, have man, all I'm the always equipment. down. But yeah, th- this one's really nice because at all the joints, there's like a little like tab built mm-hmm. in so you can just like tighten it on the fly. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want it to move around, you just want it to hold steady. You can just tighten it at every joint mm-hmm. with just like it's it's got like the little like, you know, the circle with like the line running through it. And that's the tab mm-hmm. you grab. Like if you put a coin in a screw kind of thing. Yeah. It's so just these like have that. the same things, but they're screws. Yeah, so but instead of the too, screws, I know you you've said got like the, the big like like this old mm-hmm. circle you see right here is the whole twist knob on this side. Mm-hmm. Like it's edge to edge. I see. It's uh, really this, nice. Like so I'm not trying nice to about sell this, you against I'm not yours. Sell me yeah. on it because that's cheaper than this. This is a hundred bucks. Yeah, you got the road like, one, right? I can yeah, I can put yeah. a mic on here that I weighs like seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah, no, this I almost really bought nice. that one. And the if thing I, I like if the- I take the mic out of here and everything, this is this mic is just heavy enough to counterbalance this because if I take the mic out of here, it would literally spring up. Mine does the same thing. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. What's really cool on this one too is it's got these little tabs mm-hmm. here, so you can run like an XLR cable yeah. all the way through it and just lock it kind of in. That's nice. Uh, I run the USB cable through mm-hmm. it now, so these just have these these like little Velcro thingies. Yeah, but they're nice. Like that's the thing is like I I, I get it. I almost bought the road one because the road mm-hmm. one is very highly rated and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from getting that one. Uh, but what I really liked no, about this I one mean, is it's, it's got it's just a really solid. I like how solid and kind it of called? beefy it looks. Uh, it is the Thron T H R O N M A X. So like, if I was in the market for buying what what version of it is that? Because the only I see one that's exactly. eighty bucks. Not I 60. mean, it's possible that the price went up. I doubt it. But here, hold on. I can tell you in a second because I just mm-hmm. got to find the one that I bought. I think I found it. It's it's CS eighty bucks. It might have gone up. Because the thing is, this was the cheapest, highest quality one I could buy. Yeah. This was more marketed towards consumer because all the other ones like had the like, oh, you're buying this for a radio station, so we're marking it up, or they oh. were cheap pieces of shit. It's not the S2 caster. It is the Zoom adjustable. Suspension. Yeah, that's 80 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I bought this April 11th of last year. Mm-hmm. It's it's real nice. I like it a lot. I have to see how much these guys are, the road. Because like the one like we bought our road pod mics in a bundle. And two of them in a bundle at one solo. And they came with like not great boom arms. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of replacing at least the one I use because I move it or not moving around a lot, but I just don't like the hassle of of 
moving because we move those they get the dong because yeah. they have the exposed springs and stuff yeah when it's you just, have that's what mm-hmm. i hated mine had that so the yours the, the your road is nice mm-hmm. but my other one you'd get the ding 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 every time you're moving it as the mm-hmm. the spring is expanding and contracting i didn't exactly. actually realize that I, I don't know if you say a thron max or thrown max mm-hmm. but they make their own microphones too yeah that was, are apparently say, very so. highly rated on amazon yeah, this is the Rode PSA Boom Arm. That's what this was. No, uh, yeah, Rode PSA One Swivel Mount, and they, it looks like yeah, because I bought this 2016. That's how long I've had this. I don't think these are the price. I don't think they might sell these anymore. Actually. Well, because it lists that one it says is the one I bought. But maybe it was a different seller. They have a... Hmm. Let me let me view my order real quick. Who did I buy it through? Oh, yeah. It was sold by them when I bought it. You're buying mm-hmm. it from somebody else now. Huh. I wonder. At least you can't buy the PSA one through Amazon, and also, yeah, yeah, it's ninety nine dollars through like B and H and stuff. This is what I had bought before, which is, which is it's still a hundred bucks, but I wasn't mad at it. I, I had liked it, especially because before I moved here and I had it on the side of the desk. This had the like it came with like three different bases, which I wish I could find, and they were like for different variants of how you wanted to set the mic up. Yeah, I really like it for, you know, you know, if anybody can find mm-hmm. it at the original price, apparently they're not selling it directly through Amazon anymore, but um, Neither I like it a lot. Rode. I'm glad I bought it. Neither, Neither is Rode for Jeez. selling their PSA one because I bought the PSA. I wonder if maybe they're one. just not making them right now. Maybe uh, the road stuff is all out of stock because we only have three. We have three podcast go mics. And one like just other brand one that's like serviceable, but it's noticeably worse. Yeah, because uh, Road is like out of stock on everything. Yeah, because everybody I during quarantine just decided, yo, we're doing podcasts. I guess. You know, I was talking to Mark the other day, mm-hmm. um, because you know we were trying to do the podcast with those gaming nerds, and we just didn't mm-hmm. have a really good way to do it. Hmm. But like he he was talking about it and he was like, like he looked back on those gaming nerds because, you know, obviously that was his thing. He's like, you know what? He's like, we did a lot of things before they became really popular. He's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't like invent anything we did. Mm -hmm. But he was like, you know, the the way like some of the videos we made and the fact that we had the podcast, he was like, we had that stuff going before a lot of other people did. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, we were always like a year or two early to where everything kind of blew up because he was like, we were making the podcast, but then podcasts, you know, a year or two later got much easier to make. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but we weren't doing it anymore at that point. And so like, that was his thing is we were always like a a year or two ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And like, we always missed it. (laughs) And I wonder sometimes how it would have been like, if, if this would still be the, those gaming nerds podcast, if we had, you know, caught that wave you know what i mean 
Storm, I mean, that was 8-bit drum for the example. Because I was telling them we should be making, like, everybody I was doing there, like, yo, we should be doing podcasts. And they wouldn't show up for it, which is annoying because I would legitimately edit everything. I was like, I will buy you a microphone. I will do everything. And nobody would show up. I was like, show me you're going to show up, and I'll buy you the equipment. And nobody would show up. So I didn't buy the equipment. Thank God. But if they would have showed up, we would have had, like, so we were doing the 8-bit drum podcast, and we had, like, other versions of like content like i had a whole content suite built out for 8-bit drum that were like anime shows and all this other stuff you just didn't have enough people that would actually show up consistently to do that stuff so it kind of ended there but it's kind of annoying because like not my close friends but some of the other people that were like kind of like satellites uh, part of the site and they would like jump in and jump out those guys always hit me up and like oh you mean yo i see all this stuff blowing up how come we ever started like because you never showed up <laughs> I was That's literally true. saying I would edit everything, but I can't be like the the main attraction talent and the guy editing everything. Like it you just know, that, doesn't work. <laughs> that was the one thing I talked about with Ross when we started Half Gen. Is I was like, "Look, I want to do this podcast," and he said, "So do I." I said, "We have to do it every week," and we were really bad about it for a while. And then we got back on track once you became more of a permanent member. That's when everything got a lot easier. Um, but then I was, you know, I was going, I was going through some shit. So like, you know, everything kind of fell apart and then the site ended up, you know, the half gen hiatus as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. but since we've been back, we have been consistent. I think the podcasts on average have been longer. Like today, I'll be honest. I I didn't know what the hell we were going to talk about today because I had a bunch of news and a couple games and I was like, well, this is going to be like an hour episode. We haven't even covered all the fucking news yet. (laughs) Yeah. This has been a long episode, but like the episodes are longer and I think they're better, you know, because like we just got better energy now. I don't know what it is, but no, the podcast talk- you been- do know what this is because we talked about it beforehand. It's we talked history. about it. No, we talked specifically that we'll talk about news, but not when we first did doing the half gen, we'd gotten this weird rut where we was trying to be very like this is the news trying to be very professional about it not in a bad way but we made the conscious decision that we don't really care what's happening in the news as much as we care about on our opinions on what's happening on the news we made an active decision to focus more on how we feel about things instead of just oh this is what's happening yeah no, and, and that has been better because, like, we covered one thing. And, like, that's mm-hmm. the thing is, like, you know, we might not have even talked about that other than, like, the here's the half-gen statement. Now let's move on, you know? Yeah. But, like, having a conversation around it is is much more important, you know? And it, you know, it's, it's working. Hope everybody else agrees. <sighs> yeah, man, but I feel like with podcasts specifically, it's the consistency. Because I try to, like, my friend, my co-host for, my friend Tuck, the co-host for my other podcast, was on another podcast. But I've known him for a long time. Like, I helped him with his site and a bunch of stuff. And he knew I used to do podcasts. And he started doing another podcast that was around, that was based around beer. But he doesn't really drink beer, but he wanted to help his friends do a podcast. So he would go drink beer with them and try it and talk about whatever they were doing. And shit kind of, like, fell apart. And he had put money into equipment there to do this stuff but 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 they still kept like long stuff we rebought all this equipment for our podcast studio but he had put money into it and i was like yo if you have all these complaints let's just do a podcast like 
I have no complaints. Like, let's just do a podcast, but we have to do it right. Like we have to do it right. And we have to just know that we should be looking at this as a hobby and not something that's just going to blow up overnight. But at the end of the day, when people find your podcast, if you establish what your brand is and stuff and what you're doing, even if it's not what they want, like it's like they're going to look and they're like they know what they're getting out of it and they're they're going to make their decision do i want to include this in my routine because at the at like i don't feel like people jump i feel like a lot of people are making podcasts now but they don't realize podcast listeners are very different from youtube viewers very different from from like radio show listeners and they're very different from like a lot of other mediums because most people who are listening to podcasts are actively doing something else. Yeah. Which is why I say, like, we do video, but video isn't important because most people watch the video to see if something's crazy happening, they'll look in. But for the most part, they have it on in the background while they're cleaning, working out, they're working, they're driving, they, they could be commuting. They could... I listen to podcasts exclusively when I'm driving. Yeah, like driving, uh, working out. Like, I used to listen... Oh, I, I haven't been working out as much because... I twisted my ankle and then quarantine and then the cold and snow and everything. So I've been slacking. But as you know, I was running a bunch. I would listen to podcasts because if I have a podcast on specifically something comedy, something that I feel like I could listen to while I'm running, it just makes it feel like it goes by faster. Yeah. So, you know. No, I get you. Yeah. That's the thing is like, especially in like a commute, because like my commute's not like the longest but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 40 minutes each way. And it's just like, I like having something on, like, I like having people talking because, you know, music is great and all that, mm-hmm. but sometimes, you know, you just want to kind of feel like you're involved in something, you know, so mm-hmm. kind of having the, the, the voices helps in a lot of ways. Just I was going like say, speed the time podcasts. A lot of times like podcasts, like ours, we cover news, but we're not a news podcast. No podcasts, like my other podcasts and stuff. The advantage they have is the same advantage like Howard Stern had on the radio is where people listen to you enough. And even if they don't know you, they kind of feel like they're your friend because they know how you respond to questions. They have fun with laughing at the stuff you're laughing at. So they feel like they know you in a weird way because inherently they know so much about you. Yeah, I I, I think the only reason we really brought news back is like Mm -hmm. a focus. It's just because especially this time of year, just there's not a lot of new games mm-hmm. and we're just not you know we we got to talk games at some point right like you know because we're even even aside like we went in saying oh we're gonna try to talk about more of the games we're playing and we quickly realized listing off the games we're playing isn't the best content no. like we barely pay attention to it anymore like, like i like the- i personally stopped trying to just be like yo i unless something crazy happened i try not to like dive deep because i'm playing this and if it's something that i feel like is worth talking about i'll talk about it but for the most part i'm just relaxing playing minecraft or something but when something happens like in divinity we talk about it for a while and there's like set pieces to a bigger story i feel like for a lot of people podcasts should be conversational they feel like should they, they should be involved instead of i feel like early on like we've gotten better so now even when we bring up games it's more conversational than it is I was playing this and here's what happened and here's what happened. It's I was playing this and yo, this happened. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, you know, and it's like a back and forth instead of a monologue about yeah, what you've been no. doing. Like the thing is, is, you know, at, at a certain point, yeah, you know, like I get that we got to talk mm-hmm. about games at some point though, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, I, I try not to go into too much. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read the room. Not everybody's crazy about Destiny or Apex. But when I do bring them up, I try to be like, hey, there's some cool shit happening or, yo, I've got this crazy story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like e- even like the smaller stuff, like, you know, Bravely, talking about that today and stuff like that. Like, I, I you know, little conversation here or there or even – Excuse me. Sometimes even just talking about, hey, here's what happened can be beneficial for somebody who's just Mm -hmm. thinking about that game. You know, somebody just might need to hear me say, yeah, it's just this really old school Mm -hmm. RPG. And like, I'm really interested to keep playing it to be like, okay, but I was saying you want to play this game. I was saying that that not only have we been doing I'm not saying we eliminated. I'm saying we did not only are we doing it but we've incorporated a good balance of doing that and having conversations about it. So it just doesn't feel like a monologue. You know what I there mean? There are definitely days where we don't have that. And you can tell, yeah. you can tell they're the weeks that we haven't played a lot. Like the mm-hmm. weeks where I just play destiny, you know, I come in here mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I play destiny. And then like, that's kind of the end of it. Cause like, I, you know, Unfortunately, I'm not going to have a conversation about, you know, Nat's follow up question isn't going to be, tell me about your time in destiny this week. <laughs> admittedly i don't care (laughs) i know i know (laughs) trust me i know um but but if we look back to where we started america's really bad at reading the room and sometimes you just got to read the room you know yeah god you know just uh (laughs) i i led with this specifically on the news because i was like i'm gonna lead with this so that everything Mm -hmm. after this is better and Mm -hmm. then like we fixed it already and now again it becomes one of those things where it's like anything that follows this becomes trivial Mm -hmm. um because we went on you know because you know we got into it um i i i don't even know like historically i would just still go through and read these headlines but like do you care do we care do we want to just like we could bullet point them i mean like uh, bullet point and bullet point reading our bullet point reaction let's call it the quick hits this is the quick hits you know boom at the end of the podcast um bunch of bethesda games uh came to game pass late last week just after we recorded the podcast Mm -hmm, uh so like fallout like and their game pass for pc and for um xbox let me see if i can pull up a list here real quick um all the doom dishonored one the definitive edition dishonored Mm. two og doom OG Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, the the 2017 Prey, mm-hmm. Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Wolfenstein the New Order, uh Wolfenstein the Old Blood, the Old Blood and the Wolfenstein uh the the the, the Young Blood. Why couldn't mm-hmm. I remember that? Uh, are all on Game Pass now on PC and Xbox. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, somehow played Skyrim, games in total on PC. Yeah. If you somehow haven't played Skyrim yet, here's your chance. Uh, Microsoft you know sucks, also. Bro? You know what sucks about stuff progressing? I never yeah. used to think Morrowind looked bad, and or Oblivion now, looked bad. Now those games look yep. like shit. I wish they would remaster Oblivion. I mm-hmm. feel like Oblivion would be easier. Morrowind would be a remake. Mm-hmm. I think you could remaster Oblivion. Mm-hmm. But I would like it to have some of like the Skyrim mechanics because some of the mechanics are better. Just remake it in Skyrim. And well, somebody's doing that as a mod. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it I to would, be done. I would play it because like I would play the shit I out of it. I think Oblivion pl- is more in depth. Like the Thieves Guild is 
way is like way better. Oblivion in Oblivion. is a better game. Mm-hmm. Oblivion is a better game than Skyrim, and you're the only other person I know who believes me. <laughs> I think Sky. No, so I think mechanically, Skyrim is a better game. I agree. Skyrim I, has more epic moments, but the quality of quests in Oblivion are so much higher. Astronomically better. Like, it's so much better. Like, you're, a lot you're 100% of the, correct. A lot of the Skyrim quests are three types of quests. Yeah. Gather quest, escort quest, and assassination quest. I will never forget the <laughs> time in the Thieves Guild I stole an Elder Scroll. Like, mm-hmm. that is shit that I still vividly remember doing and was one of the coolest things I ever did in the game. Mm-hmm. I remember the twist in the Dark Brotherhood storyline. Like, I mm-hmm. remember going through the Warriors Guild and stuff like that. And, like, Skyrim is just a little kind of, like, by the numbers. It's like, it's Skyrim, like... I like the gameplay better in Skyrim. I like uh-huh. I like the, the idea that I can eventually become stronger than people, which mm-hmm. you it's harder to do in Oblivion. But, yeah. like, because everything levels evenly with you. Like mm-hmm. at a certain point in Skyrim, you're very strong. And I like that power mm-hmm. fantasy, but Oblivion yeah. is just, I think the world is more interesting. It's more colorful. The quests are better. I think the characters going are better. to Oblivion, going uh, to Oblivion, the you know, sorcerers I, I, the, like school, the dark brotherhood, like, like a lot of the, the stuff, Guild interesting, like my favorite part of the whole game, a lot of the interesting stuff in Oblivion are so much more interesting compared to the interesting stuff in Skyrim. Like the, like, they all feel like fragments of like like of once what was great. You know what I mean in Skyrim. Yeah, like you could do a, a one of those guilds in Oblivion could be like a short game. You know, mm-hmm. like you could do all the guilds in Oblivion and never touch the story and mm-hmm. walk away from that game like holy shit. You know. Whereas, like, in Skyrim, I just never got that. That was my experience in Oblivion originally. I only played through the Thieves' Guild quest and then never did anything else. I played through the Thieves' Guild and I played through the Dark Brotherhood. And that I, was I like, never got to do the Dark oh Brotherhood God. because I didn't own Oblivion growing up. I borrowed it from my cousin. You know what's funny? The first time I got Oblivion, I bought mm-hmm. it for the 360. I bought, like, the big collector's edition and mm-hmm. stuff. I got it home. I played it for a couple hours and I fucking hated it. I don't know what it was. I hated it. Mm-hmm. A year or two later, two worlds comes out. Mm-hmm. I fucking love two worlds to this day. That game mm-hmm. is broken and janky and deserves no love, but I adore that game for everything it is. Mm-hmm. And so after I've played that, like to the point, I think I've said this before, I accidentally, I made a new character just to try some new stuff. I accidentally saved over my main character with like 80 hours and I just said, fuck it, I can do it better. That's how much I loved that game. Any other game I overwrite that character, I'm like in tears. I'm just like all that time wasted. But two worlds, I was like, I can do it faster this time. Mm -hmm. And I just went and did it again. And like, I love that. So I finally pick up Oblivion again and I'm like, all right, fucking 136 hours later, I finished the main story. I did all the, I did the guilds I like, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is one of the best games of all time. (laughs) This is one of the best games I'll ever play in my life. And we're doing a deep dive when this is supposed to be quick hits, but I feel like there was a point when I think it was like either I turned 16 where I realized I really weren't playing games. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was playing games, but I wasn't playing games. Like I wasn't diving deep at the level that you could really dive into Not games. Like I did, and maybe, maybe it was like 
Fallout 2 coming out at that time and like other games. But then I started retroactively going back to games I love. And then I was like, holy shit, there's this whole nother layer I missed. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, that era yeah, was and, great and, because I like went back and just played I get a what bunch you're saying. Yeah, because as you get older and you start to go back and appreciate some of the stuff you missed, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're just playing the game to see the end. Yeah. You know, like whereas now bragging that you beat the end, you don't realize that it's the journey and not the destination. Yeah. Like most endings and games are like fine, but it's like it's the shit that like, yo, did you do this quest, though? It's Mm -hmm. over here in this area, you know, like I was going to say, even like I feel like people don't realize even with like road trips. Right. Like you like how how funny it is that we talk about this thing that maybe took 15 minutes on our way to PAX the second time. Mm-hmm. We never talk about what happened in that PAX. We never mention no. what happened in that PAX. We talk about the journey of us going to PAX. And if anybody else tells me the journey, that's like the crowning jewel of the story. But like the story is we went on this mega bus trip and it was supposed to take four hours. Somehow this bus driver did an hour and a half. What the fuck? He was fucking speeding. <laughs> And we didn't notice, so we was in the bus terminal forever, just sitting around, hanging out. We got there so early. I don't know how this guy did this bus ride so fast. Oh, jeez. Because that took me like an hour and a half to get there, and I drove my own car. (laughs) We got from Manhattan, 40 seconds. No, we got from in front of the Javits Center to Boston. Like down the block from the convention center at the Penn Station up there in like an hour, maybe 40 minutes tops. It Jesus. was ridiculous. So we had to sit there because we already knew we were going to be early. But so we had to sit. We were there like four hours way earlier than we needed to be before anything was open. Yeah, It was kind of crazy. We and got there at like I, 2 a.m. <laughs> I, I thought I could get in early to get my badge. Mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to get in the guard's like i can't let you in and i'm like but i'm i'm, I'm pressed i'm i just mm-hmm. gotta pick up my badge and i'll come back out like there's like the 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 pre thing for the press mm-hmm. and i'm like i just want to make sure i have my badge and he's like i can't let you in until this time and i'm like but dude like they told me to come i'm like the thing the email i'm showing him the email it says come to pick up your badge before we open and he's just like i can't let you in mm-hmm. so i'm looking at this line i'm like fuck you know line that's like yo and he's like in the first like 50 people. He's just mm-hmm. chilling there. And I'm just like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, yo, can I join? He's like, yeah, get the fuck in here. <laughs> well, here's so I the just thing. Joined him in line. Earlier that day, somebody definitely tried to fight me for wearing a giant's hat. And I also had like, like, we. I don't want to outright say it was racist, but it definitely felt racist encounter. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, at this point, ain't none of these people going to say shit to me. I know you're scared of me because I'm black and you're not going to say nothing to me or my friend. (laughs) My friend is going to stand here. You're going to you're going to fucking like it. And then the only other thing I really like, I remember kind of what I did at that PAX, but the the other thing I really remember was seeing Malik come down the escalator and being mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's Malik. He probably won't remember me. Him looking at me, waving and walking right up to me like, yo, what's up, man? It's good to see you. And I was just like, dude, I didn't think you'd remember me. He's like, of course I remember you. Mm-hmm. We had good times last year. He's like, remember when we got drunk? And I was like, I, w- I got us home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, and that, that to me was the other highlight was just mm-hmm. like, yo, this dude remembers me. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. Like, it's like, if I would have, like, you know, what's funny. If you and me both were there and better coordinated, that was the year they had the big Twitch booth. And they were literally giving people partnerships on Twitch for talking to them at the booth. I didn't know that. I don't think I I was barely streaming at that. And they were giving people incentives. And that was a conversation I would have definitely had. Because I heard Northern Lion, one of my favorite streamers, was talking about going to that year, specifically Twitch, on the East Coast. And talking to the Twitch booth and them just giving partnerships to people because they want to incentivize people to stream on Twitch because they didn't think they could get people to convert from Justin TV to the Twitch brand. Little and did that they was know. the whole thing. Man, I should have gone over that. I was still streaming back then. I had my mm-hmm. fucking uh, Steel Series headset with the shitty microphone. I was on. Uh, I, I have a YouTube channel. It's shit. Don't look it up. It's there's nothing there of value. Um, but I, uh, I I looked at an old upload of me playing Slender, uh, the Arrival mm-hmm. or Slender the Eight Pages or something. One of the not the Arrival, Slender Eight Pages or something. And I'm just listening to myself on this microphone, and I'm just like, how did anybody watch me? Mm-hmm. You know, I it it just I looked like shit. I sounded like shit, and I'm just like, what? What did I do to deserve this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to get back into streaming or some sort of content creation. I just want to make something that's like that I enjoy because not for nothing. Admittedly, I have a bunch of friends who are like decent sized streamers. And I'm like, hmm, not saying that I'm like looking at it as envy, but it's like, like if I would have stuck with this, I probably would have a, a about sizable audience. And it's the problem is sticking with it. It's like if I had people in my chat speaking, I feel like I could justify playing. But that dead air of playing with nobody speaking is like demoralizing. Yeah. No, I I get you. And like, I, <laughs> like honestly, like that's I'm like, one man, of my I can't things. even fucking pick my nose right now, I, or it's gonna be a meme. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I tell people that all the time. It's like the one thing mm-hmm. I can ask for, and like the one thing I'm grateful for, even if it's like one or two people just having an active chat, just having that's people it, talking is like enough for me just somebody who like if i say something they react to it and they say something back mm-hmm. to me just so i know that they're out there you know like that's that's a huge thing that's you don't need to be a big streamer if somebody mm-hmm. is talking to you in your stream cherish that that's what i'm saying that's all i'm looking for and funny enough i feel like that enhanced why i was such a fan of greedfall because i was streaming it and people were popping in genuinely curious about that game yep. I still remember the, the, the biggest, the biggest stream I ever had, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, just, uh, big man here. Uh, I had 162 viewers, uh, cause, uh, hell divers came out in the U S mm-hmm. the day before it came out in the EU and I streamed it from my PS4 mm-hmm. to Twitch and all these European people came in and they were like, yo, how is this game? It's not out here yet. Mm-hmm. And so all these people are watching me play hell divers and like I was the number one Helldiver streamer the first day. I was the number one mm-hmm. Helldiver streamer the next day. And then I stopped playing Helldivers like the next day. I was like, I'm going to play something else. And like nobody ever came back. Um, but right. at the time, you couldn't follow on Twitch from the PS4. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they, they were just watching on their PS4s. Um, but like that, that was so cool. That was like I was the number one guy for that game. And like, you know, that's 
you know, remember, small, we're just a bunch of friends. That was me and Greedfall, man. I I had like 40 viewers on Greedfall at one point. And it was kind of cool. And people were asking, like, Jenny, like, yo, I seen this game on Steam because I had bought it before it went on sale. And then it went on sale. And then people were like pouring in and it was just like, yo, how is this? And I was like, surprisingly, like for a dollar store Skyrim, it's pretty fun. I still like how you called it dollar store Skyrim, even though it was sixty dollars. <laughs> it's the same price. This it's Skyrim great value. It's great value, man. Great equate Skyrim. <laughs> I don't think it was sixty bucks. I think it was. Well, it might 40. have been fifty or forty. Yeah, it was forty, and then it went on sale for like ten dollars off. Yeah. I remember watching you play that and like jumping in one day and you were just like, yeah, well, now that you're here, I'm going to kick this thing's ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so confident that I might be in the high ranks of of like of Greedfall streamers. I had that game down to a science. I was beating <laughs> shit's ass that I shouldn't have been fighting. Hey man, like you, you, I, I have Greedfall now in so many ways. I have it on my PS5 now because of mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. I have it on, um, you know, PC now because of Game Pass. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I still kind of just really want to play that game because of you, because like you speak so highly of it. And I'm just like, man, I really feel like I should just play this game. No man, there was a meme going around the other day. Yo, you could be a gay pirate, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, there's just so much weird... Like, I don't think the game is exceptional in any aspect. But it does enough things interesting and takes its own path on a lot of things. Truly, I don't think there's many games like it. Like, it is an RPG, but the way it goes about handling stuff, while not the most optimal in most situations, it's always unique to the game and always interesting. Like, I kind of want it to be, like, my next two worlds, you know? Mm -hmm. I want that feeling of that game again, you know? I want to play a game that it's, like, it's clearly not, like, two worlds was all, like, bigger than Oblivion and all that stuff. And I played it because I, you know, that's what I wanted. But then it made me eventually appreciate. I want that game that I'm going to go in, I'm going to have the Mm -hmm. great time with. And then that's going to be the thing that makes me go and, like, play The Witcher 3 finally all the way through, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I want it to be, like, the the kind of B game that is, like, you know what? This is not extraordinary in anything, but it is so much greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. And then I go and play the truly excellent thing, and I appreciate it more because of that. So but I could do- still go back to Two Worlds, even though I love Oblivion. Mm-hmm. I've played Two Worlds more recently than I've played Oblivion, you know? <laughs> so let me tell you my plan, right? I And you're involved in this plan, Loki. Okay. You don't even know it. Right. I, plan well, on, I, I plan on streaming... Metal Gear Solid Five. When I come back as my comeback game, and just I know playing how I'm that, involved in that. <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> Look at my beautiful horse. And I want to buy, and I and I want to. Uh, what you? I need. I need to buy. A, I want to buy a 4K uh, Elgato eventually. For I am PS5. having nothing but problems with mine. Are you? Is yeah. You not I, not fun. No. So the thing is, is mine keeps losing you the, the signal. eternal one, right? Yeah, so mine keeps losing the signal. Do you did you have the external one as well, or was that not? A, as I have a 1080p one. Yeah, I have the old one, but I don't use that anymore because it had the delay. Mm-hmm. So now I have the internal one. The four I have the 4K 60 Mark II, the 4K 60 Mark Pro II, Mark II. Yes. And the thing is, is like 
the signal from that to the TV, like to, mm-hmm. to the console, the gameplay experience is never interrupted if I'm on my TV. But on my PC, mm-hmm. it constantly loses the signal. And so, like, I've been in touch with Elgato support. I just haven't tested it again recently because I've been busy yeah, all week and then I've been streaming. That, yeah. Like, I, I want it to work because I want to, like, I want to record stuff. Like, I want to be able to go onto my PlayStation and not have to record. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked doing that Godfall thing, but I hated that I had to do it on a remote capture window. Mm-hmm. I feel you. And that's I... not that's not the way we should be doing it. I want to get mm-hmm. the raw footage, you know? Same. I feel you. I, the problem is is i was looking at the uh i i was like some of my friends tell me the aver media cards are better now but i used to have an internal aver media card that i bought before i bought my elgato because i remember i'm like old school youtube creator like i was on i was making youtube videos recording games back in the day what, but Aver was the next big thing after uh, HD PVRs. Remember that? Yeah. The Hophog HD PVR. Yep. The Hophog ha- is what Mark had. And he tried. I used to have one of those. I had the brick thing. I bought my money. And it was sucked because I could, I think it was, I could buy this or PS3 and I bought that. And, and, and no, I made great content with it back in the day. And which is why, like, I even, like, I have like 500 subscribers on YouTube, which sounds like nothing. But back in the day, that was like a big audience, like for somebody that was just making videos and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I had a decent sized audience for and I like made videos every now and then. And I feel like they got good reactions. But uh, then I moved to the internal Aver Media card and I just had nothing problems with that. Yeah, like Which makes me hesitant to looking towards the new Aver Meteor stuff. So, like Elgato, I have had no previous issues with Elgato. I've had two Elgatos mm-hmm. prior to this. They've both been external. They both worked perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. I don't know if maybe I have a bad one. I don't know maybe if it's like my PCI slot. It's kind of a pain in the ass to get to, so I don't really want to mm-hmm. unplug it. But like maybe that's what I do. Maybe tomorrow before I boot up my PC, I'll just go in, like unscrew it, hook it back in, and see if that helps. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it doesn't make sense that it would keep losing the signal on the PC end, but nothing would be wrong with me actually like if I wanted to play it on my TV, hooked up to the Elgato, uninterrupted, no issues, flawless signal. Why would my Elgato keep dropping it? Mm-hmm. That's the part I don't get. Yeah, you it's know? like so 4K 60 Mark II is 450. Um, and that's the- Media Live Gamer 4K is 218. Yeah, and like the thing is, is I bought mine so long ago. Like I bought it from Amazon, and I could have returned it, but I didn't install it mm-hmm. soon enough. I've had it for like two months, you know, so I can't return it now. I'm just hesitant. I don't know what I should buy because I think internal would be the way to go. For what it's worth, their external one also has almost no delay. Yeah, it's like thirty milliseconds tops. Like it's no greater than the delay on like a normal TV. Mm-hmm. so like the external one should be perfectly fine for you i only got this one because i wanted like the the real real time mm-hmm. like for I mean, I live streaming the real and stuff time like that. as well because I, I think the external like, yeah. is very close it's like barely slower than the internal it's just the internal one is a little bit faster because it uses like a, a times eight pcie lane 
And like, it's weird because I thought it would go into like one of my smaller PCI slots. It goes into a full size PCI, mm -hmm. like the same one that like a GPU would go into, but it only uses a very small amount of it. So I'm wondering if maybe it's something with the PCI where it's just struggling with the data, but not like the power. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, my motherboard is built for it. I got a Gen 4 motherboard. Maybe that's the issue because that's a Gen 3. You know, maybe maybe that's the problem. Hmm. But. Yeah, I'm just looking. I, I got to do more research on this and figure out which one I'm going to buy. But I, I want to get one of these. I don't know which one I'm going to get, though. Yeah. But I don't know if it even makes sense because I do have my, Avery, my old Avery Meteor card, right? And I also do have what you call it. Like, I have an Elgato, and I'm not going to be streaming in 4K, so should I get a 4K capture card? Well, so the only thing is, is you can still stream. So, like, you can tell it to, uh, so like, the Elgato. Their mm -hmm. software is good, as mm -hmm. far as I can tell. So, basically, you can tell it to, like, record or stream at, like, 1080p, mm -hmm. but it allows for 4K HDR pass-through. Mm -hmm. So, like, my TV, because it's, it's not 2.1. It's 2.0. So mm -hmm. my TV still gets the 4K HDR signal, but it's still routing through uh, the 4K capture card. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to buy one. If I start streaming, I'm going to stream mostly PC games unless it starts yeah. like taking off or something where I feel like I can justify buying a 4K version. Yeah, my only justification for it was we wanted to do more video content mm -hmm. and I wanted to be able to record. I want to be able to record 4K console footage, you know, because that's the point, right? Mm -hmm. That's what these things are all about. I feel you. I'll settle for 1080p at this point, though. Mm -hmm. If I can get a, a solid 1080p 60 signal, I'll settle for that. <clears throat> but, um... <sighs> Let's uh let's finish these quick hits, I guess. Um remember that FPS boost thing Microsoft was doing a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago we talked about for like Far Cry 4 and stuff? They're mm -hmm. doing it to five Bethesda games on the Series X and S. Um Dishonored Definitive, Fallout 4, Prey, Fallout 76, and Skyrim are all going to be at the very least a stable 60 FPS for the most part is my understanding. I know digital foundry did some looks at it. Apparently dishonored is a little wonky still, but like prey, mm -hmm. they said it's not only now a, a locked 60, but it also is. They said load times that used to take over a minute, take just a few seconds now. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell they did, but they optimized these games incredibly for this console. And like, that is the one thing I, I cannot take away from Microsoft. Like, you know, I I've said in the past, like how important is, you know, at a certain point, you know, when you're selling a new console, how important is it, you know, that backwards compatibility, but like, you know what? I bought a console for backwards compatibility now. And like, that's a huge thing and how they're treating it as like this very, very important feature with a ton of respect for how they're handling that. So you know, that's props to them for doing that work. That's incredible. And apparently that's all on their side because somebody asked Pete Hines uh, about it, who's, you know, head of the of Bethesda. And he was just like, that's that's all Microsoft doing that. That's mm -hmm. we're not involved in that. Um, Outriders is coming to Game Pass exclusively on the console 
and Android uh, or uh, console and streaming. So you will be able to play Outriders uh, if you have Game Pass, but only if you have an Xbox console or on xCloud, which it's a little unfortunate because I would like to play it on PC, but is what it is. A couple other games coming to Game Pass uh, starting the 18th. So starting the day this podcast goes live, um, Empire of Sin, Near Automata uh, for PC. So unless otherwise noted, assume these are coming to both, I believe. Um, Empire of Sin, Near Automata for PC, Star Wars Squadrons, Torchlight 3. On the 25th, we're getting Genesis Noir, uh, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Superland, and then Yakuza 6. And then on March 30th, uh, Narita Boy. And actually, I can double check here. Um, so, Torchlight 3, Pillars of Eternity, and Near Automata are PC only. Uh, also, Superland. And then Star Wars Squadrons, Genesis Noir. No, I'm sorry. Octo- or, uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Star Wars Squadrons is only console. Uh, that's the only one that's only console, I believe. Um, that's an incredible, huge lineup. You know, it's still looking for some of those newer games, but, you know, shit, that's good. Um, EA Play is coming to Game Pass uh, on the 18th as well, so you'll be able to play any EA Play game on your Game Pass subscription. Uh not to be completely outdone, uh, PlayStation mm-hmm. is expanding their Play at Home 2021. They are giving away 10 free games this spring. So I believe in addition to um, them giving out Ratchet and Clank right now, they're also going to be giving away Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, Paper Beast, and they're doing oh, and Horizon Zero Dawn starting April nineteenth, the complete edition. So, yeah, so like yeah, starting from from April nineteenth to May fourteenth, uh, you'll be able to download the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, they're also doing extended trials of Funimation. Um, so. That's cool. And of uh, Wakanim, uh, which I, I think is like, is. Uh, depending on the region, it's Funimation or that. Um, but yeah, so you get your 14-day free trial, and then you also get an extra three months on top of that. So like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> and then that's... Yeah, the only other thing I guess I'll talk about here is um, Jade Raymond. You know who Jade Raymond is, right? Nope. She she helped work on like Assassin's Creed originally. Like she was a big part of the Assassin's Creed team when that first came out. Um, she was at Stadia recently, and she was heading up the Stadia games, and then they shut all that down. She now formed a new studio called Haven, and is now publishing a game through Sony. Uh, so people were saying that. Yeah, so maybe Jade Raymond will finally get to make a video game. What? Like any of them, yet. So to be honest. Yeah. No, I, told you, um, I abandoned all Assassin's Creed love, man. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't think of a title for this episode. When, when, when should I, I didn't come up with a title. The Bonds of Friendship. The Bonds of Friendship. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Uh, Nat, do you have anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm just chilling. Uh, yeah, I would say don't be a dick. Try to empathize with people. Everybody's going through shit. Just because you're also going through shit doesn't make your shit worse. Doesn't mean you get to kill eight people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, especially that, but. I don't know. I, I feel, feel like, like it needs to be said now. No, it definitely does. Yeah, I, but feel like I feel it's like one of those weird things that needs to be said. You don't I feel get like to that go should be understood. On a <laughs> you know what I mean? Violent tangent. You know, just because you have a bad day. That's we're not the we're not the Joker. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> unless you're a hateful person, then please leave. Never come back. But uh, if you're a tolerant individual who uh, you know respects other people, then we love you being here, and we hope you'll keep coming back. Uh, that's pretty much it. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Evening, day, morning, whenever you're listening. Have a good one of it. Later, guys. <laughs>